Hey, it's Guy Ferris, and welcome to Apercast, the podcast and channel dedicated to Cowdron Overlords. Uh, today on Apercast, we are talking to Marcus Fredrickson all about his recent uh, TTS uh, tournaments where he's been using Barrett Fring. Uh, but before we deep dive into his lists and his games, uh, let's meet the man himself and uh, my fellow co host for the show and talk a little bit about the news as well. So, uh, first of all, the man of the hour. Um, we have uh, Marcus Fredrickson. Welcome to the show, Marcus. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I've been l- listening to Edercast quite a bit as well. It's uh, So it's nice to be here as well, mm-hmm. talking about my thoughts on Barak Fring, which I think is a bit underrated. <laughs> is it? Would you say we've been underrating it? No, no, no. I'm think, thinking general. I think people are mm-hmm. blindly looking at Sylphin Vortex or Sylphin um demon rift yeah. that is popping up now uh, yeah and there are other ways to play the character book in my opinion mm-hmm. i have to admit i i kind of caught often look past Fring a little bit um but someone that doesn't uh is uh and we should probably shouldn't go any further about introducing uh our own avatar Grindle, Duardin, max max bowman hello hello everyone nice to be back <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's not actually been that long since uh, the last show because we had one on. Well, it went live on Wednesday, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah well, we actually recorded it before then. Was it Wednesday? Uh, we we met on Tuesday, I think. Yeah, so to it record it, so it went live on Wednesday. Yes, yes. yes. Um, so where you been ages? Some, well, we were talking about you playing back for him as well. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, Barrack Fring is for me obviously interesting because I own Dispossessed and Fire Slayer armies. So I always looked at it in terms of so how, do can I. I, how can I use my model? How can I use my units? Uh, although competitively, I tended more towards Zilfin and Barkzon. But I'm looking forward to, to learn more. Uh, I've seen some cool lists with Fring. I've heard there's a, a Celestine Prime involved, <laughs> and I have I have the right model for that. <laughs> Converted, uh, bro- oh yeah, but you have prime. a dwarf prime. You have a dwarf prime. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna yeah, get yeah. one myself. <laughs> you can check out my uh, my yeah. Instagram. Uh, there's some pictures there. Planning to get um, a dwarfish prime myself. Uh, just not yeah. sure how to do it yet. Oh yeah, it's basically just a, the prime spiral with uh, a brock body and then oh. some uh, i think uh adeptus what are they called the adeptus mechanicus some some wings mechanical wings and then just you know some dwarfy bits to the to the vortex that sounds cool it's very cool and i'm stealing it <laughs> i just haven't got the celestian primary i've bought the wings i've got a spare rock grants and buddy a uh, body uh, so it will be in the works yep. so yeah cool um, Mark Frank, looking forward. Yeah. Uh, before we talk about, is there actually any news since the last show, other than? Um, I mean, yeah, we had a leak. We had <laughs> Bellacore. Uh, we had a we had a, a leak by um, oh the ARS three leaks. Uh, yeah, about what ARS three is. Apparently, it's dropping in six weeks. So that's a bit. Um, yeah, well, I kept the impression that it was six weeks until we would start hearing about it from Warhammer community. <sighs> I don't know. So, it could uh, be six weeks until, like, you can pre-order it. Or, like, yeah. I don't know. Or we get, like, proper I mean, rules and news and the new 
box it and who knows what. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit, uh, you know, it's a situation where if these leaks are true and how things change, this will change, especially Fire Slayer armies completely, how mm -hmm. they work. Um, yeah, it will, it will change a lot for a lot of armies. So um, I'm a bit, you know, well, should I paint these? Who knows if I can use them or what way will, mm -hmm. what will the army look like? So I'm a bit... You know, I'm finishing painting up some Sky Wardens because I, I started, but I think I'll jump into the Cursed City models just for the next six weeks, paint those. So mm -hmm. Sounds like a safe bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm actually feeling a little bit about the same. Uh, been a bit slow with the painting lately, but uh, now when I heard the news, I have a lot of unpainted and some unassembled models. So I don't really know what, what I'm going to do with them, especially, hmm. as you said, Fire Slayers. I mean, it if uh, if these changes go through, it's going to change the that army a lot. Definitely, definitely. So one one change, maybe well, you can check out the video uh, yourselves. But one change we're talking about is that um, buffs and debuffs uh, do not stack more than you know the minus one or plus one. Yes, and if like that includes, yeah, and if that includes saves, you know, fire slay armies live from stacking mm. plus three, plus four to save rolls. Uh, if that doesn't work that way anymore. It definitely changes what units you're gonna pick. I also think that um, stand and shoot um, kind of changes them as well a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. It makes them more vulnerable, I would say, uh, to those type of things. Because if, if they charge something and they can just retreat from the charge with a D6 uh, while you're quite slow army, it's, it's mm -hmm. gonna be yeah. gonna be rough. But we'll yes. it's, it's just rumors. Yeah. yeah, it's rumors, so I'm not too concerned about oh, what's yeah. going to happen. But, uh, you know, <laughs> interesting times coming. I think in like four weeks, five weeks, we'll be buzzing, list building, and trying things. And wow, what if this and that? And, you know, then the whole hype will start again. <laughs> it's been a bit, uh, you know, a silent start of the year so far for mm -hmm. AOS because we didn't have an FAQ, like a proper one. No points changes. Some some broken realms rules, yes, but you know, this will this will Broke. bring bring the hype back <laughs> to uh, to the chats and the internet. Even even though we have been having the same points for almost a year, the meta has shifted quite heavily, actually, uh, especially on TTS. Yeah, because which we it, introduced which it, new armies. Yeah. Not only that, um, I would say. Like the meta has shifted quite a bit. I mean, Seraphon is still top, one of the top dogs. So is um, Zeech. But you've seen more varied, you know, armies up in the top as well. Uh, I would mm -hmm. say so. And I think lists in general have changed quite a bit, which is interesting. Um, you've seen the rise of Zeech Archeon, um, which is which is fun because uh, <laughs> a friend of mine he played that at the GTC in October and came third with a and he was I think the first time I ever seen a Zinch Archeon list and and he now did it quite everywhere. well and and now it's I've seen you know you've seen Archeon in uh, in in Corn before but in Zinch I have I personally I haven't seen it before October mm. and now it's like half a year later it's it's everywhere yeah. Um, well, it was a Zinch Archeon list that won Hammer Time, was it? So, was it? Am I wrong? Sorry, what? The the list that won Hammer Time. Yeah, yeah, we're going to have, um, actually going to have a showdown tomorrow. Um, <laughs> me and uh, Stephen Follows, who also went 5-0, uh, 
uh, with a Zeech list. I'm going to have a match tomorrow at 8 BST plus one. It's going to be streamed for anyone who's interested. Uh, but I would also say um, you've seen us, Sylphon list have barely evolved. The only thing that have changed really is including um, Demon Rift because the Wizard meta a little bit more. But mm-hmm. I don't know, what, what I'm trying to achieve is trying people to try out Barrack Fring more because I think I think it has a lot of potential. Definitely. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I think it's... other news, we don't really have any news. No, the only other news is some lore stuff from Broken Realms, which you probably don't want to talk about, Max, because you haven't finished watching <laughs> 2 Plus Tough yet. So. We can talk about it if you want to. Uh, I'm always almost through the last video, so I think I've got it all. Well, no, we, can, we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we we almost sort of mentioned it on the last show because uh, Jay Durfee brought it up in the chat. Who, he's actually in the chat today, so hello to him and to everyone else in the chat. Um, but uh, basically, in the final battle in Shimon, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, I heard yeah. it. Legendary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's basically. Uh, Bellacor is attacking a bunch of ships, and then on the like the deck of one of the ships is an Archonaut just sort of walks forwards carrying a, a rivet hammer and just looks at Archon and Archon and uh, not Archon, Bellacor, sorry. Bellacor looks back at him and sort of decides to leave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is, is, uh, is it Grum Brindle? I think it's Grum Brindle. Does he have a yeah. white beard under that? Helmet? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it says he has a white beard, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. It says, it's it's not mentioned in the story, but then there's like an extra bit after that part of the story where it's like the, the aftermath where then uh, the Endrim master that was like in charge of the, the fleet or whatever is then talking to that Argonaut. And then it's like, oh, he takes off his helmet to reveal a white beard. And so. And, uh, mm. I heard like mm. Bellacor remembered stuff from before, you know, yeah. uh, which, is, which is which is kind of funny because I actually have, um, you know, what's it the twenty nineteen? I think it was the twenty nineteen. Oh, it was the twentieth anniversary model, the Grum Brindle with cake, you know, in the mm-hmm. Space Marine suit. I have that Grum mm-hmm. Brindle. I'm thinking about turning him into an admiral because uh, <laughs> yeah. adding some chaos stuff to him and so on and putting him in my army. Cause, He's. I like Grumbrindle in lore. He's yeah. a badass. Mm-hmm. He is. He's cool. he uh, is. Where I've been reading like the White Dwarf stories, it's just pretty cool. And it's, yeah, yeah. The way the way he sort of acts in that last sort of section of Broken Realms, where he's talking to the to the Endrim Master, it's it's pretty much the same as the way he talks to the Dwarden in the White Dwarf stories. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, he, he's like he's he's a, he's a badass. So, would, uh, if if they would add him, do you think he would go into a new Grungy faction? I think I think he would be actually become mm-hmm. a model himself. <clears throat> you think he would go into a new dwarf faction? You think he would be something like Gortrek you can have in, but for dwarfs, you can have him in all dwarf factions. I think he'll be something you can have in all older armies, like the elf twins, for example. Yeah, or Gortrek. Kind of thing. Right. He, like he's a wanderer. So almost like the elf twins, he can join all the the armies, and if the general is a dwarden, they get plus one hundred command points because mm. he's such a badass. <laughs> and he can yeah. teleport, which is like the prerequisite. It's like the elf twins; they can teleport. Because <laughs> like right at the end of Broken Winds, it's like he's talking to this Endrim master, and then something sort of distracts the Endrim master. He looks away, and then he looks back, and he's gone. 
Yeah, that's what Gromadal does. He just disappears yeah. and then he yeah. comes back and in that... times of dire need. Yeah. Exactly. That's why he's such a badass. Yeah, which is that's like the narrative reason why he can go in every list as well, because just disappears and just ends up there. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but we, I mean, we've been talking about this with the six White Wolf stories that there's some, maybe there's something coming now mm-hmm. with him actually showing up in the the game lore. You know, White Wolf is always mm-hmm. a bit apart. It's more Black Library lore. Uh, that's cool. That's promising. So yeah, keep painting those <laughs> dwarf miniatures, whatever they might yeah. be. You, you probably can use them in the future. Yes. So who knows? It does maybe make you wonder if like because if. AOS three is six weeks away. I can't. I can't be. It can't be possible. I. I. I, I can't see them. Maybe they announce it in six weeks, but mm-hmm. well, it, it's not. It's not going to be out in six weeks. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably more likely the announcement of right. We're going to start mm-hmm. teasing it, and, and then, then like two weeks from there. Yeah, a week. After well, I mean, day. what was Indomitus? That that was quite. You know, boom! It's here. Deal with it. No, nah, they the had a big, they had a big leak. I mean, everything leaked online, didn't it? Like long, long before it happened. Yeah, but like three weeks before. Oh, well, I don't remember, but I think so. I think... It, it was, it was quite like people were expecting it with the psychic awakening. Like something's happening, and there's a new edition, and then boom, here it is. That's, That's probably cool. why they're pushing the broken realms really hard now, right? Because they're delayed. Yeah, they need to get so... stuff there mm-hmm. so much behind. They need to get stuff. Yeah. Uh, if you if you look at like Cursed City, uh, the points are from October or November last year. Mm-hmm. Someone told me that they, it was actually supposed to be sold at October, you know, around Halloween yeah. thing. <laughs> so it's half a year behind mm-hmm. that box. And other stuff more than, is half, more than half a year. So I think they, the thing is they need they want the big releases in summer. Like new edition 40k, new edition AOS. They want to keep that yeah. in like the summer break. So, what are your gentlemen's thoughts on Caradron going into a new edition? <sighs> I hope we don't get the tower treatment. Forty <laughs> <laughs> K no. was not was not good for. I mean, this is we, we are glad with Caradron because we're yeah. good at the at the moment. Yeah. But let's mm-hmm. be honest, all the armies they're good at a certain time, like Skaven, like Gits, and mm-hmm. then they're less good. Um, I would actually just, call Fire, just, I would say Fire Slayers yeah. is like an army that has been consistent. Fire Slayer has been good for a very long time. They've been yeah, at the top but, for a short while, but they've also been mm-hmm, in like mm-hmm. right underneath the top for a very long time. They've never been, you know, rock bottom like Caradron had has been, for instance. No, but they're under the radar because not many people. Yeah. Although I think in Scandinavia and in Germany, a lot of people play Fire Slayers. I've like if you see talk to someone in the US, like they're barely in existence. Uh, and then you have tournaments in, in Germany, or we have three, four, five fire slayer lists, or, or uh, I've heard in also in the Scandinavian countries in Sweden and, and Denmark. Yeah, so there's, um, I think also in Australia, people like fire slayers. Oh, I think well. so. They're they're all about their destruction in Australia. Right? <laughs> yeah, but they can they can play with destruction. You know, just go march forward and beat people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I think if the rumor is true about the minus to hit, you're stacking once. That's actually a buff for Caradron. So mm. uh, yeah, but... in, in I think it will even out because if no, normal units can say, "Oh, we're gonna stand and brace your shooting," and your your minus one to hit us. 
No, I don't think okay. you can do that. I think it just gives them one plus to save, right? No, that's just for the charge. That's charge activations. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. We, Whatever. It's just, it's, it's just it's, it's, yeah. It's rumors. We have no we have no idea what's gonna happen. Future no. will tell. But yeah. I think if what I think is uh, quite possible is that they're gonna yeah, decrease the size of the of the map, like the the board size, mm-hmm. to 40k sizes and to their like multiples of Warcry boards or so four by four kill team. Uh, no, what is it like? 66 by 44 inches or something 40 by 66 something it's a bit shorter a bit uh narrower that's good or bad for us 30 by 22 the walkway board something like that so it's like 60 by 44. i don't know it's it is it is a difference yeah but you know who knows Mm. Yeah, I mean, the one thing is, based on those rumors, like if they're based on, you know, you spend a command point, I mean, we don't necessarily have a huge amount of really powerful things to spend command points on at the moment. And we do have quite a few ways of getting command points, although command points are also potentially changing the way you get them. So the thing is, there's so many in so many armies, there's so many rules that will not be applicable anymore. So they need. Like either they throw out a new battle tome like each each month <laughs> for all the mm. all the factions, or there's just some battle tomes that will not work for like a year until they fix it. Mm. But who knows? Yeah. It's speculation so far. Yeah. We'll see. Um I mean, yeah, we can't really say much more about what is our, oh. uh, what are rumors really. So uh no. let's talk about what we're meant to be talking about. Which is uh, <laughs> you, Marcus, and, and you know Barrett Fring. Um, so, first of all, Marcus, I don't know. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and then why you like Barrett Fring so much. Well, um, I started with AOS. I, I did play. I didn't never played fantasy. I collected fantasy back in the early two thousands for like two three years as a kid, but I came back. To Warhammer and AOS uh, two and a half years ago, pretty much, and I, I actually had my vision was to play a United Dwarfs army. I wanted to play. I wanted to have some Fire Slayers. I wanted to have some Dispossessed, and I wanted to have Caradron. And um, so I slowly worked towards that. By but at the same time, I had some other units, uh, armies as well. But then you had Sits of Sigmar releasing. And uh, looked into Tempest Eye quite a bit, where I started playing. Mm-hmm. This is before the Caradon Battle Plump, you know, uh, so when they were really bad. Mm-hmm. So started looking into Barak Fring, and uh, not Barak Fring, I mean Tempest Eye, where you could ally in one in every four, could be a Caradron. And then I could ally in Fire Slayers as well, usually allied in Vulkites and so on to hold objectives. And then you had a core of Dispossessed like Iron Drakes and Soulscrum Bridge and so on. But it's actually not until maybe. I don't know. Last autumn, well, this autumn, like last year or June summer, I started looking into yeah. Last summer, I started looking into Barrack Fring. So almost a year ago, uh, start playing with different stuff, and uh, well, 
one thing that really helped was last summer's FAQ. You know, everything <laughs> dropped in points. Yeah. So before that, I was like, mm, I can't really get an Ironclad and Andrew Master and Durgable suit plus half guards in the same list. But after that FAQ, you could just fit in so much more. And because of COVID, you know, I haven't played, you haven't played a lot in the last year or a year and a half. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, it kind of started this Christmas, around a bit, bit before Christmas, like in November. I, me and my brother-in-law picked up a TTS and we started playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd played lots of games in real life before, but uh, and then we started playing TTS and then he was like, here's a tournament, Battle Copenhagen, because I had been to local mm-hmm. tournaments, but I'd never been to a real tor- uh, uh, international tournament, especially on TTS. So I was like, all right, see I'll do. I had low expectations, but he said, he encouraged me, he said, yeah, you probably do pretty well. And uh, well, we're going to talk about it later, but I mm-hmm. end, ended up ending third in the tournament out of 50 people with a fring list. And uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much the background with fring, uh, mm-hmm. how I got into fring. So it started, as I said, wanted to play United Dwarfs. And uh, I think fring allows me to do that in a good and competitive way as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I think uh, that's, that's pretty much why I want to play fring. Because I mm-hmm. and it's a bit odd, and I think it's actually really powerful as well. So, and I I, I like the lore. I, I like I, I like how they're old fashioned and so on, and they're <laughs> you know old and grumpy Cardan Overlord dwarves who are really poor compared to the other sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They are like they're super poor. Hmm? Yeah, go on. It's <laughs> interesting because the what attracts you to Barrett Fring is kind of the reason why I haven't gone near it that much. Is it feels like it is made for the people that want to play United Dwarfs. And for someone like myself, it's just like, I'm like, well, if I play that, I'm not really playing Cowardly Overlords anymore. Because to get the most out of it, I think you do need to use that one and four rule. Yeah, uh, I do. However, I've been playing out of Cowardly as well. But for me personally, I had the most fun playing these uh, fring lists. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played. I tried some Sylphin. I try. I actually like Barak or Urbas, and um, mm-hmm. which is what I find cool. And the same way with Max. I actually enjoy bu- building Barakson lists. I haven't tried many of them, but I feel uh, they're more fun to build than the regular Sylphin list because that list pretty much writes itself, in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they have the the Black Cheap Mornar, who could be quite fun mm-hmm. to build and tweak around, but uh, it's just Arcanauts. Yeah, you need Arcanauts. Arcanauts. <laughs> yeah, I actually think, um, well, you need Arcanauts. You run Attack Squadron usually. And uh, yeah, you can run Road Low Drop as well and run a vort- spell on a bottle Vortex as well. But yeah, you could. Uh, I, I, I think, as I said, what attracts me to Fring is to United Dwarf. I understand it's not for everyone, but I think it's cool in the Battle Tome that you have an mm. option. To, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, to do that. Uh, so it wouldn't just be another Skyport with some other rule. I think this is just... Uh, I really like this. I, they started in... I mean, Storm gets a bit new, but they started doing this more often in Sigil Sigmar, right? And then it mm-hmm. carried over a little bit. And uh, I, I like it. I enjoy it. It makes the list building way more fun as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way of like giving people a gateway into different armies as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what happened with, with Marcus. <laughs> he played uh, Tempest Eye and then got some yeah. KO and some Fire Slayers. And it's why I ended up in, in Cardon. I, I bought a gun holder for my Tempest Eye. And here I am doing a podcast mm-hmm. for Cardon. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
sober quite easily, doesn't it? Yeah. Actually, when I came back to AOS, I was like, I'm never going to collect these ugly balloon dwarfs. I'm like, I I'm dispossessed at heart. <laughs> I was exactly the same. I was the same. Like, what the hell is this? Space Marine balloon dudes. What yeah, is then this I was like, all right, these, these, these fire slaves are acceptable. I can collect those. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and the then same. Like, they, they started, like, two months after I started, I'm like, here I here I have a start collecting Caradon Overlords box and like <laughs> here's an Ether Ward box half like mm, okay not just a half like oh. two or three halves yeah. uh, one half and then oh here's do you want my Ironclad that I primed it and it's cheap but I, I don't want to play it actually yeah okay mm -hmm. I'll take it and then boom I have I found no, points of Caradon in my yeah closet. but it's it's kind of funny because. As my brother-in-law was the same. We were like, "Who the hell will collect these? These are just ugly dwarfs with balloons." Like, but yeah. now they started they yeah. started growing. Me like, "All right, these the funders are quite cool." Oh, he, his favorite was the Arcanaut, I think. The Arcanaut's pretty. Well, I was like, "All right, they're cool." The Ender Monster's quite cool, and the Gun Holder looks alright. But yeah, it, it it added up, and now I love all the models. Like the Ironclad, for instance. Both my favorite piece on the Ironclad is the guy painting it <laughs> during action. <laughs> I find it funny. It's it's lovely pieces, but yeah. Yeah. I think that's I think that's maybe quite normal since you had the same experience, Max. They, they grow on you, and the lore their lore is interesting as they well. They do. It's just uh, you know I started with dispossessed, and then no, there's no allegiance. Oh, Sidious Sigma. Oh, I can play Cardon, and I had already a Fire Slayer army when the new book came out. So it's just now it's actually back ring should be the the one the way to go where you can play everything. Mm -hmm. It's. Uh, I'm looking for a fire slayer lodge where you can bring in, you know, one in four current or okay. something. I, yeah. I tend to align two gun holders into my fire slayer lists. Yeah, I, I did the same at the end. Yeah, especially when they uh, drop points. Yeah, you get for 260 points, you get two 10 wound pieces that never brackets and actually can deal some damage with your luck. Yeah, you can do that with the drill cannons, 36 inch. Mm -hmm. Mortal wounds on a five plus, so that's good. Well, look who woke up. Yes. Good the morning in Australia. All roads lead to Caravan Overlords, it seems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. um, how are you, Chrome? Good. And today yeah. on the paint table, I've actually got Caravan Overlords for once. Hey. I'm hey. going to paint a second uh, Divisible suit. Did you get that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Even last, 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 last thing yeah. I need is more engine riggers. I have like twenty-one of those, hmm. unassembled. <laughs> I think I assembled three or four. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I, I rarely use more. That's the thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, I really need 18, a couple. Eighteen painted yeah. and more assembled. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, engine riggers get to the point where you just don't need to count them anymore. They just that is there. No, nah, you just have every weapon option mm. <laughs> there is, and yeah. you don't need to magnetize yeah. it. Just After a while, you just yeah. okay. Uh, they, they come in every box. They're just like they're just shrapnel that just accumulates. <laughs> they're, they're like they're like Trogoffs in Gloom Spite. They're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on. I just realized this. We should have talked about this in the news. Just a reminder: Aethercast dice are on pre-order at the moment. So mm. lovely dice. I really like them. Yeah, cool. Plus, uh, uh, color choices. there's okay. a what's it? A prize draw included in yeah. this. So if you if you want to get a, a dice tray from Pro Painted Studios with the Aethercast logo customized with some tokens and mm -hmm. uh, objective markers mm -hmm. to fit these dice in, uh, if you support us on, on Ko-Fi by, by buying some of these cool dice, uh, you get automatically included in the in the draw. 
Or the other way is to comment under. Can we also comment under this video, Lee? Hmm. Yeah, comment. So if you comment <laughs> under this video, what your favorite Ethercast hmm. moment was of the past the past year? I've already yeah. read some very cool comments. Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite was from from Evelina. I think she's also watching. She her favorite moment was when we spotted uh, spelling mistakes uh, on Lee's uh, slides. So that's always a that's a great thing to do. It's not one moment. <laughs> no, it's it's going on. It's, <laughs> it's living the moment. Thing. Living the moment. <laughs> it continues. Yeah. So it's yeah. an ongoing moment. Uh, we already yeah. have loads of loads of orders. So that's great. People, yeah. uh, thank you for the support. And uh, yeah, get your dice. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So sorry for the uh, interruption in the, the in the proceedings of the show. We should have talked about that on the news. Uh, let's move on to uh, Marcus's list, which is what I actually wanted to move on to. Uh, so this is the this is the list you took to Battle of Copenhagen. So Correct, this, which was my first, first big list. tournament. Yeah. yeah, this is something that started started as something very different <laughs> and it ended up like this me and i'm list building a lot with my brother-in-law so mm -hmm. shout out to him uh we like list building uh, it's great fun and uh yeah i i always had an idea when i looked at fring i was like all right 20 half guard berserkers together with a smite or something it's gonna be awesome and yeah. it is and um what's different is this list part from like let's say a regular sylphin list is you have way more wounds and i would also your your high drops mm -hmm. but it's not something that limits you because you have the half guard you have the vulkai you have some really good objective holders i like the vulkites were probably the champions of that tournament for me they played really well on the scenarios we played and to hold home objectives as i discussed before i think like well, let's say the vulkites they face something like shadow stalkers they face something like kinerai they're not going to die to them and on the other hand, Arcanauts might do. So I think Vulkites, they were really good. They were really good for what they're doing for 140 points, 20 wounds. Um, other than that, I this list, I mean, it has the durable suit as a general. Uh, with, I can tell you, uh, for people who don't know, I guess we can go through what Barak Fring actually does. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, you have... An ability which allows you to one in every four units can be a darting unit. Mm -hmm. So in this case, I actually have eleven drops. So people might wonder why do you have three uh, darting units that are not KO. What you can do is, unlike in Cities of Sigmar, is you can actually ally in another dwarf, uh, which is completely legal. Probably should get FAQ. So you can just, you can just ally your support heroes while your real units. Real other dwarf units actually get the keywords because they, they do get the keywords. Uh, so that's one thing they can do. They also have another pretty decent ability. Every Skyfarer, so sadly not a half card and Wilkites and ships, can fight on a four plus when they die. So that goes for the Arcanauts and the Ender Riggers and the General. And the General command trait is, which is your force to take, unfortunately, he can fight on a two plus when he dies. And artifact. Mm -hmm. Gives plus one to hit, and it's synchronized with um, the best, probably the best ability uh, in the sub faction. Mm -hmm. At the start of the battle, you can pick three targets, and your entire army, which has the Barrack Freeman keyword, can reroll hit rolls of one. It's amazing. Uh, and this Grudge Hammer synchronized with that. You deal some extra mortal wounds if you roll sixes on um, wound against a Grudge target. Mm -hmm. And they also have one of my favorite things, which, which is why I'm actually able to deal, as you've seen, and we're going to look through later in the list versus some of the opponents I faced. You have 
an ability which allows you to get exploding sixes in the shooting phase or in melee phase once per battle, which is just so good with grudge target and uh, uh, and uh, either triumph or uh, wound rerolls on uh, the gold. Because exploding sixes on ironclad is quite mental. Especially if you shoot the carbines and the shrapnel, 14 shots, yeah. exploding sixes, rerolling ones. I usually end up with more shots than I started with if I spend the gold and do the combo. It's pretty, pretty amazing. And then you have the two gun orders in the list uh, two with a sky cannon for a bit more of a uh, harassment unit, and then the drill cannon, uh, which usually. And then, you know, the clutch moments where you have to have a, something high rend or kind of need to harass something down a little bit with a more reliable way, which has a good save. Came in cool with clutch, and they can do that from holding a home objective or another objective, which is cool. And the, sky, and the riggers are just there. You know. they're, they're probably the most disappointed one in this list uh, when I played it in the tournament. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's the list. Now I went through the whole list. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, yeah. A few questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... So um, you ex- you, one question was the the Dracolin on one of the free gun holders, and you explained why, and I, I understand and I see that. Um, why pole access should... over broad access? Because with pole access, especially when I play now, when Archeon has become more prevalent, broad access might be better. But at the same time, I only get access to one rent, right? And broad mm-hmm. access can be so good. So good with exploding sixes, it's bonkers. But to deal with threats like Idenf, for instance, I feel like Polaxis does way more. Mm. Same thing with versus a lot of other armies with good saves and uh, so on. It's just it, it, it's up in the air. You can go Polaxis, you can go Brodex. It depends how you want to use the half guard. I would say, mm-hmm. what are their, what's the main focus of the half guard? Because it's not just to do damage. I use them. Screen my ironclad sometimes to create to just hold objectives, string out, and uh, they're a terrible thing to charge for the opponent, usually. So, uh, one thing I'm actually I came to the conclusion after tournament I, I didn't use last word a single time, so that's gone in the future and probably not gonna use it again in this, this list because I, I play very aggressive with my ships. So, okay. you probably replace it with the uh, battle ram, exactly, get some mortal wounds out there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, just for, for people who don't know, Polaxes deal two additional mortal wounds and a hit of six, whereas Broadaxes uh, have one rend and deal two damage. Also, Broadaxes get way more uh, hindered by um, a Geminids, which is everywhere right now, than Polaxes. Polaxes suffer from it as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. although then with uh, the wounds matter, prayer, re-rolling all wounds, you can more yeah. respond. I think both suffer, mm. but uh, Geminids is just bonkers. But yeah. I think Polex is overall because, as I said, it actually it does well versus some of your counter armies like Idenf or mm-hmm. uh, Blighting Spam. Or yeah, it's a it's a source of mortal wounds basically. Yeah, exactly. It's um, probably worth unpacking as well that the exploding sixes that you can get from Fring won't be mortal wounds as well. Exactly. Yeah, that's why Brodaxis sometimes would swing higher, but I usually use the Exploding Sixes on the Ironclad because um, I find it mm-hmm. it's so good to k- kill these key targets, like a Great Unclean one or a Lord of Change or where you have to do a mm-hmm. massive amount of burst damage. I killed one, once I killed eight Iron Guts in, with a one Ironclad. 
Wow. <laughs> with a charge together with that, but you know, still. Eight. Okay. And uh, another question is uh, why hand axes and sling shields on berserkers? Kind of explained it before. The role is to be home objective holders, and things that come and attack home objective holders are usually not usually don't have a good save. As I said, harpies or. Um, Shadow Stalkers or yeah. something similar. So I don't feel like I want to run that one more reliable way of dealing the damage. So Freeze and Freeze I find better than Freeze and Four, even though it has one rent. Uh, so that was my general thought about going hand axes. Mm. Uh, could go dual axes, but then once again, they're usually no, sitting at home. I, I would have gone warm picks. Yeah. <laughs> you you gone with picks, yeah. I was, it was up in the air. I was like, What's the role of these Vulkites in my army? What are they gonna do? Mm-hmm. And uh, what what are they most likely gonna face? And uh, I'm quite happy about it. I went hand axes. I think it performed quite well for what they mm-hmm. did. Uh, usually, the has took a beating, but still, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, mean, uh, that's... Um, I see it. But uh, again, because you you went pole axes with the berserkers, so you're not gonna spend the reroll wounds prayer from the runesmiter on them because then yes, they I don't am. have rent and do one they're damage. Usually, they're, they're usually not in the same. They're usually not very close to each other. Usually, they usually have fulfill different roles when I play. Okay. Uh, so, so the idea would have been to to use the reroll wounds on the on the berserkers and that. Yeah, would I, I, make I find the, the reroll wounds just. A, I I find I find um, reroll wounds just a bonus, but it actually adds actually even a pole actually actually adds quite a bit of damage because uh, since it's additional damage on the sixes it and reroll ones, it actually adds quite a bit. Uh, but I can see your point. The broad access. Mm-hmm. I I've been I've been. Tossing it up in the air, but as I said, one of the strongest counter to me is probably Idenef. Uh, yep. But at the same time, now when Arcane is, is so prevalent, I think that Broad Axis might be a bit better in the meta. Uh, I have 20 of each at home, so yep. <laughs> I can. I'll, I can, I'll shoot I can... every good Fire Slayer player. Have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 20 so, <of> each. <laughs> so, but yeah, that I can see. I can see your reasoning uh, and. I, uh, I had a tough time deciding as well, so don't don't you worry. No, I mean, obviously, it worked out for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one other question. Uh, one is... one other thing though: uh, the half guards oh, yeah. versus uh, KO mirror pole axes win are superior to broad axes. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. we'll we'll probably come into that in a minute. We'll talk about one of your games, um, but uh, the Rune Smiter. Uh, one thing about him that we didn't really. Oh yeah mention that much because we talked about his prayer but the one of the most important things about him that's the, the reason that you he, picked him <laughs> yeah is the reason is the fact that he lets himself and then another unit with a uh, fire size unit which i assume is normally going to be the half guard berserkers so it's always the half guards yeah. sometimes it's just him himself i don't always tunnel some games i just tunnel him to protect him while i have the half guards right. on the ground i did that in game one for instance okay. i just had him, him tunneled while the half guards it was a focal point so the half guards mm-hmm. were set up normally uh yeah. so you don't always tunnel but yeah he can deep strike a unit with a uh, fire slay mm-hmm. unit yeah that was going to be my question was yeah because like, he allows you to tunnel himself and then another unit. So it sounds like most of the time you're t- tunneling the half cover Zarkas. Nine, 90 out of, 95 out of 100. Uh, okay. If I'm tunneling. Yeah. And then you mentioned about using them to sometimes screen the ironclad. So is that a typical play or uh, will they sometimes played... go elsewhere? Uh, it depends what you face. Like, 
for instance, I played in another tournament. It didn't go too well because I play I played a double ironclad uh, barefring list with um, half cover circuit and so on. I was the favorite to win, but I felt I lost two games because I felt like I had real bad rolls, and that list was so. It, it, it was more like a standard KO, you know. You rolled bad, and you you kind of lose the game. And because when the ironclad lose, rolls bad, it's a four hundred eighty points that rolls bad, right? Mm-hmm. So, and when you had two of them, it was just <laughs> not very pleasant. Oh. <laughs> so, but I I did I did um, board wipe in a friendly game. Uh, harmed our player uh, with that list um, with two ironclads, twenty half cards, and some other stuff. Um, and then I used them versus those type of matchup, like another Fire Slayer matchup who tunnels a lot. I use Mesh Shield mm-hmm. versus Blight Kings. I can use Mesh Shield as well. But generally, they are supposed to be this because I, I usually tell my opponents the half card's a bit of a trap when you play against me. You have to s- devote, depending on what you play, but usually armors have to devote a lot of resources to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And then they don't target my Ironclad, they don't target my other ships, and they don't target my general and so on. So because they're only 400 points, you got to remember that they're only 400 points. For such a heavy beat stick, yeah, and that's yeah, four hundred points for forty wounds. With a eighty wounds half, if you don't if, if you don't kill. Yeah. It's pretty much eighty wounds if you don't kill the smiter. Yeah. So basically, yeah, when the smiter they get the four plus after save. Yeah. Sorry. And that. by playing Caradron, you can protect him better because you can kill the threats to him in an easier way. Yeah, mm-hmm. just pop him up with cannons. Mm-hmm. But the conversely, the ironclad is four hundred eighty points for eighteen wounds. So. It's more fragile. Yeah. But on a rerollable three plus save. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but then you face mortal wounds and it's Yeah, mortal wounds yeah. will just kill you. <laughs> yeah, anyway. that that's yeah, so that's usually where I protect my ironclad with half cards if I'm that thing is I can protect them. The thing about having the half cards, I think the honest wargamer had a good point on a, when he went through my lists. Uh, the harp the half cards can be on one place. And then you can devote all... That's pretty much what I do. I spearhead a lot in this army. You can devote your entire army in one spot, but then you can move like 60-70% of your army to another spot and fight on that place. Mm-hmm. Um, which I find really good, which is something... KO can do that in all... In, KO can do that all the time, but they usually don't have the presence on an objective, which you get with the Harfgars, and to the extent in this army with Vulkite. Mm-hmm. Uh so I, I like this list. I felt that, like this list had a lot of control. Um, I did some modifications after tournament, which I think I have a better version of it now. But I, I liked it, and as you, it it was a joy to play. Hmm? So let's because you, yeah, you you alluded to some of your changes. So you did change it up for the Hammer Time tournament. But before we go into yeah. that. Let's talk about uh, that, that's a completely different version, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I changed this version, I guess, did some minor tweaks, right? Oh, okay, right. So, different to the Hammer Time version, then, yeah, definitely. Okay, so what were the minor tweaks you made? In this um, time? well, as, as I mentioned, the Ironclad has the battering ram, yeah. Um, I also pretty much removed the Endurance Riggers and the Durable mm-hmm. Suit, added in the Endurance Master with Endurance Harness as a general, and a fr- Removed also gun holder, I think, and added a frigate because uh, I felt like in that way I have three tens arcanauts, um, but two of them can be in our ship. So the third one is can be this screening unit together with Vulkites. Mm-hmm. Uh, while I think I don't need a durable suit, I felt mm-hmm. like having I felt in that 
tournament, like having a guy on the ship would have been stronger than having one next to it who can be easily, more easily sniped, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so having, because I felt in some games, like I, I wanted to heal up my Ironclad, I couldn't. Because, you know, uh, so I feel like, I feel like that was a change. That was mainly pretty much the changes. So, Riggers out, Durgable suit out, in with Ending Marshall, Ender Harness, and one Gunner out, and in with a Frigate. Also, less points, so bigger chance of a triumph. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's 2000 on the nose with this one. Yeah, so never yeah. triumph. And I, I realize triumph is so strong in Fring. Uh, it's mm-hmm. so good. That gives you a pretty much a free gold. Because all the things you can get. Reroll hits is amazing, even on the half or Polaxis. Then you can actually one shot uh, Archeon. <laughs> so, yes, reroll everything. Um, but yeah, so those are tweaks. But yeah, let, let, let's move on. Uh, I mean, yeah, if you can get reroll hits and then combine that with the uh, the footnote to, uh, for the exploding sixes. Now, I usually, what I usually do is, now, what I usually do is, if I get reroll saves or wounds on yeah. Triumph, I usually use, let's say I get reroll wounds. I usually use that triumph mm. uh, together with. I'm usually I, I'm quite cautious when I um, with a with a gold. I prefer using it defensively in some matchups. I prefer using it offensively in some matchups. Depends what you face, but so I usually don't I usually don't use something on hit because usually the thing you want to kill hard is a grudge target. So you already reroll once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you have minus to hit, you might might want to use a triumph if you have hit triumph on the hit. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's just two that are missing, pretty much. So I prefer using it on uh, wound. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, so typically then for your gold, I mean, do you do what a lot of players do, and you use it to reroll saves on your ship and stuff like that? Uh, it depends. Uh, it depends what I'm facing, especially with the gun holders. Sometimes, because I play very aggressive, like I'm just going to mention a game we're not going to talk too much about. But in my first game, I play versus 320 wounds of uh, Savage Oryx on focal points. Mm-hmm. Uh, what my gun holders did is they had three massive stacks of, you know, uh, uh, these Oryx. Uh, Oryx. Savage Oryx. Yeah, Oryx boys, the normal regular boys, and two oh. stacks of uh, 30 archers and some heroes. Mm-hmm. What my gun holders did all game was, I love that once per battle 18 movement on the gun holder. I think it's overlooked oh, a yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's, I think a lot of people overlook it. Uh, I used that turn one when it was my turn one on both my uh, gun holders. Tied up his uh, archer stacks on the flank with two gun holders and just used the gold defensively when he had to shoot at him. Uh, that I charge in my gun holders in everything. I charge him in the Black Kings. I charge him into, <laughs> <laughs> I charge him into um, orcs, art boys. Everything. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. if I see an opening where I can pin my opponent and they can only pile in with like two models, three models, mm-hmm. I charge mm-hmm. a gun holder in. Uh, I just love the model. It's such a flexible mm-hmm. harassment model and it doesn't bracket. It's 130 points for 10 wounds with decent shooting if you roll well. You can drop a bomb on a four plus and it doesn't bracket. Mm-hmm. I think it's just amazing. Uh, also, a little, it also gives a shrug to an ironclad if you have it close, if you need to protect mm-hmm. ironclad from some heavy shooting or morals. I just love the model. Mm-hmm. It's so good, in my opinion. It also gets a gold, as I said. Like, yeah, you, yeah. you can pin anything. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Pinning is a really great tactic you can use in a game, um, especially when you have the half guard as a center in this list. You have it as a center, mm-hmm. as like a spearhead, and then you have the gun holders pinning other threats down while your ironclad does mm-hmm. the heavy lifting. Uh, Ironclad, I usually use the gold more offensively, depending on what I'm facing. But um, 
sometimes I use it defensively when I know it's I'm going to take a lot of beating on it. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about some of your games. So we've because there's two tournaments effectively we're talking about. We're not going to go through mm-hmm. every game. So we've selected two from the first tournament and and two from the, from the second tournament. So the first one we kind of had to pick because you played mm-hmm. against Caledon Overlords. So we, we couldn't be. A, we can't be a, like a self-respecting Caledron Overlords show and not talk about you playing against Caledron Overlords. So you played <laughs> against a Zilfin list, um, uh, Thomas Henriksen, who I think is in the Facebook group, fairly sure I've seen him posting and stuff. So this is almost a typical Zilfin list. I mean, normally you might not see a frigate, but it's low drop and it's got a warp lightning vortex. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so it's not necessarily like you know the 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 uh, the well-known yeah. version. It's it has an extra canvas, uh... which is kind of interesting. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know why. What what is the reason behind that? But that... yeah, needs just free heroes, and you want to maybe to be below to below yeah. uh, two thousand points. Yeah. Yeah. So he yeah so he had a dirigible suit general. Uh, great tinkerer, which starts great tinker, races, which okay. is a, a, a decent combo. Extra shots, isn't it? Uh, chemist was spelling the bottle. We mentioned another chemist as well. Ten archonauts, two units of six figures, um, and then the frigate. Ten thunderers uh, with rifles and two fumigators, and then an ironclad with the battle ram, iron sky command, warp lightning vortex. So. Interesting pick is the Volley Cannon. Yeah, that's... Um, I mean, uh, overall, it does most damage. Yeah, yeah he, did, he, he, he did really roll really well on it, I can tell you that. <laughs> he watched out of my Ironclad with it, pretty much. Yeah, it depends what you're expecting to come up as well, because if you're expecting to come up against a lot of Coalesced Seraphon, then uh, it's probably a better pick as well. I don't know what mm-hmm. they um, but uh, you know, it could be. It's it's a bit of a casino <laughs> gun, pretty much. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then I can't remember what you played this. Total oh, conquest. Total conquest. So, obviously, he outdropped you, mm-hmm. and then he also got a triumph as well. Yep. Um, but uh, what what did you select from his list to grudge? Quite interesting, actually. Um, you might think the Ironclad, right? No. Mm-hmm. My yep. watch targets oh. were... Because I was like this. Uh, uh, when If you go back to the Total Conquest, you have mm-hmm. you have a little box you deploy in, right? Yeah. I was like, I knew he was going to be very aggressive. Uh, mm-hmm. So what I did is I screened him out with my Arcanauts and my uh, one gun hauler and the Vulkites. Mm-hmm. Uh but my grudge targets were actually the two Enderigder stacks, were two, uh, two of them. I think the last one was the um, General, or if it was the Funderers. Mm-hmm. I think it was the Funderers. Because I knew I, I needed to kill bodies, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah. So two the two stacks of Enderigders and uh, Funderers, I think, were my grudge targets. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so... Did he make you go first? No, he started. Okay. And oh. uh, I don't know how I came back. 
<laughs> he did 21 or 22 mortals with his vortex and he did excellent shooting so my vulkites were gone i had a gun holder gone he managed to snipe two of my riggers mm-hmm. uh i managed to damage another gun holder and uh, arcanuts died instantly by the vortex he did six and six i think he did 12 mortals on the arcanuts and it's, <laughs> even his even his chemist wow. even his chemist killed three or four vulkites that's eight damage on a chemist yeah, that's Mommy. that's insane. I <laughs> so, um, yeah, you lost a lot then. Um, did, did you lose all of your half guard? What? Did you no, Volkite. No, no, no. Volkite, oh, the, the half guard, that's the thing with the smiter when you can deep strike. They were safe uh, as they could be. So well, that was, was going to be my follow-up question was, what was the reasoning for not having them off the table? No, no, no. Volkites. <laughs> no, you did have them off the table. The Volkites. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. My meat shield. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So that was his first turn, and he killed. He killed quite a bit. He rolled very well. Um, but that, that's Sylphin, you know. Um, uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, anything so, else you want to know in the start? What happened in his turn? Or? I mean, where did um, he? I've been to like, um, where was his warp lightning vortex? Was it over your objective or? Pretty much. Yeah, I, ha- I had. Yeah, I had. Like my important things, like my ironclad, my general. Uh, the riggers, which he managed to snipe with a long shot, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, two gun holders there in the back, I think, and the ten arcanas mm-hmm. on the ship in the corner in my deployment corner. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I had stretched out as much as I could my arcanauts, mm-hmm. and and I had a one gun holder uh, in the middle of on my objective, mm-hmm. just in the center, just to screen out so you just couldn't land in the middle of my zone and just you know. Yeah. And uh, then ten vulkites. So he didn't get to hit much. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the picture, I was in the purple zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the vulkites were in the north side uh, to get a one gun holder. No, they were in the north side. The gunner was in the middle, and the arcanauts were on the left side. Yeah, the so you kind of had. Yeah, exactly. This little thing going yeah, on. and then I had so... my things and my ironclad in the left corner, right corner. I mean, sorry, right corner. Uh, down there. Yeah. So did he so the there. He, he put it so he could hit. Yeah, but he was only able to hit with one with one vortex on each unit. Yeah, so he was so like, he... "You did this. You did your home." He pretty much said, "You did your homework." <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much like that. Yeah. So okay, he did, was... and he still managed to do twenty-one mortals. <laughs> That's good rolling. Yeah, that is strong rolling. Um, but it's also. What I was mostly wanted, wondering to know was whether it's on the objective, because then that's yeah, it was. It then puts you in a decision of like, well, if I want to get my objective back, I'm going to just sit in a wall lightning vortex. No, so. I didn't have to. It wasn't. It wasn't left for him. Uh, it was more on the northern side of the objective. Uh, okay, so you could sort of get onto it about. Yeah. So you want to know what you want to know what the disheartening thing that happened in my first turn? Yes. <laughs> Like, I don't pay for any extra command points in this list, right? <laughs> so I had an ending rigger who had to roll a two on the run to capture my home objective because my mm. gun holder died in the first turn by shooting as well. Uh, oh I rolled no. a one. I rolled a one. And I was like, I really need this point. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to spend a command point to get it, to move one extra inch because I only mm. I rolled a one on that ending <laughs> rigger. And I was like, this is a good start. Mm. But since he went so aggro, um, I I picked off my gun holders 
killed his Argonauts and took the objective. Uh, on the le- on the white, I kind of like it in different colors. Left of my deployment zone, he had stretched out his Arcanauts between those two objectives. His uh, on the west side, mm-hmm. uh, if you know what I'm saying. Wait, so sorry, so on, on, on the left, his... on the on the on the left side, he had stretched his Arcanauts on both of those objectives. Big greedy, yeah. uh, so he stretched them out in a long uh, like, down like this. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, so I started picking them off with my um, uh, gun holders. And I actually had he had his the center of his force was north of my well, just above my um, deployment zone, on the yeah, that, hand, that objective. Yeah, exactly this objective. Yeah, and then he had a little bit of a smaller force with his energy general and the Mars Durable suit and the six riggers uh, on the far right, right, just on inside my deployment zone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what I did was I shot down those riggers. I also damaged his uh with my iron clan now i damaged his funders quite heavily as well i think he had two left or something uh and i also tunnel in my half guard nor- north of his home objective in between the zones right so up, up here somewhere. yeah and there was a nasty entangling so i had to do a very sketchy uh deep strike but i managed to sneak in <laughs> i managed to sneak in two half guards and the lord on his home objective so I managed right, to get three points out of that. Cool. Yeah, pretty much like that, that, yeah. And then I had a long, long line up to the... <laughs> uh, pretty much up to the edge of the map on the, on the north side. Okay, so you actually sort of stretched them out like this then? Yeah, something like that. Uh, a little bit even more sketchy than that because it was an entangling with tents and a big oasis <laughs> pool or something. It was super <laughs> sketchy. <laughs> And I, I attempted a charge. I failed it. Mm. But what kind of saved me the game is I got the double. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think I could still have won because I killed a lot of his things. Uh, but that's the way Sylphine works, in my opinion. I don't know about you guys. What's your thoughts? When they go all in like that, they deserve to get punished by a double turn. Yeah, I, I'd say as someone who so plays Zilfin a lot, um, I if, if I can, I go second. Zilfin should no. be turn one, sitting in their corner, letting the opponent come out and spread out and do whatever they want. Then, in, in, then on the, the bottom of turn one, you come in, you do your damage, and you just wait for that double turn to steamroll. Yeah. Because yeah. um, you actually, only go I, first if there's something valuable. Like, you can take out Teclis before he gets his wards up or mm-hmm. something like that. Like, they put Cloak out by himself, and you're like, okay, but I, I could just... Kill that, yeah. Croke or Archeon without his reroll saves yet, or something like that. Yeah, you still don't kill Archeon, I think, even without his reroll save. Archeon, Archeon is easy to kill, but uh, I think in this situation he deserved it because he went all out. So <laughs> I got my half guards in, kill these other riggers, kill all these founders, kill his chemist, kill his general. Uh, almost kill this frigate with my gun holder. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I was ahead in points. It was, uh, but then something happened. I didn't go for his ironclad. Mm-hmm. So he had two things left. He had three things left. He had his ironclad. Because uh, I didn't, I didn't reach it with my half guards because I didn't got a long charge. Because I, you know, I had a sketchy entangling. I had to watch out mm-hmm. for. Uh, he had his ironclad, and then he has his, his frigate and one chemist. That's what he had left. Yeah. Uh, but since he had a triumph, 
he also spent a gold and triumph and rolled very high on the Volagon and killed my ironclad in one go. Hmm. Uh, then he charged my general and made the charge, a very long charge, and killed him with mortals and a bomb because he rolled very high. Uh, then he tried with frigate. Uh, well, actually, he tried to kill my gunhole with his frigate, but he failed. Mm-hmm. And I still had all my half cards left. I was in very good position, uh, very good, even though I had lost a lot. Uh, I think I won the prior to turn three, and not not much happened. I just sat on the objectives because uh, he was too far away, and just mm-hmm. score points, you know. Yeah, and scoring scoring my auxiliaries as well because we play with auxiliaries. And uh, it was pretty much over. We discussed we were going to play through. Uh, might as well. Uh, we had a little fun ending, though. Uh, he tried to grab a home objective with his... Uh, actually, the lone engine rigger kind of saved the day as well. He <laughs> went He went to the, to the, the bottom left objective and uh, took it. Did he have to well. run? Twice. Yeah, to, uh, did, did he make up for his earlier run rolls? Yeah, he rolled a five, <laughs> if I remember correctly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so... And I think it was in the second last when it was already over. He, well, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was kind of over. Um, he tried to get grab my home object with his frigate, and he died by his own vortex. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. yeah. The amount of times I've hit my ironclad with that vortex, or just another, killed a chemist or something. Another reason why I don't use a vortex anymore. I charged my stuff <laughs> inside, and they just blew themselves up. <laughs> yeah, but so I I won that game, and I managed to score both my auxiliaries. He scored. Mm. I think he managed to score both as well. Mm. And I actually got board wiped in the end. He managed to kill all the half cards, uh, okay. but I, I won on points because well, he could. He, I, I killed. I killed all his bodies, you know, and and I had mine left apart from my initial all kites and so on. So I think. Mm-hmm. I think bodies won me that game. I think I could have won without the double as well. Uh, but I think I needed a double sometime during that game, considering how oppressive that Sylphen list is when you roll well, mm-hmm. even though I screened out well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my thought on that game. And yeah. that's how it went. Yeah, I mean, it does sound like the way he lost is the way KO often does lose, at least when it's a Sylphen list. Exactly. And, and, not even you just played... Sylphin lists, but a lot of typical KO lists. When you play too you aggressively and you just you, mm. you overextend and then get countered really hard and then yeah. I mm. I overextended a little bit as well. I actually went for the double. Um that's why I was so aggressive with the half cards. I was a bit greedy, I wanted both the objective and <laughs> being able to get the double or charge. Mm-hmm. Um because I failed the first charge. But I can tell you one thing in my list that we didn't mention before. This list creates a lot of issues for my opponent if they want to go first. Mm-hmm. First mm-hmm. thing is, I they I can screen them off quite well. I have a lot of bodies to screen them off. Mm-hmm. Secondly, if I'm tunneling my half guards and threatening one of their key pieces, I have two 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 chances of hitting the charge. I also have a big chance of getting the double. That's a lot of mm-hmm. that's a lot of threats they have to consider. Um, yeah. Potential risks. I would say this list is more risk. Another one I played in Hammer Time we're going to talk about later is more control. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it gives them a lot of questions they have to think about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but 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 KO versus KO is it is what it, it comes down a lot to the priority levels in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Even my friend list here because it's quite heavy into ships. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Yeah. Comes down to <laughs> which ironclad goes down first. Mine yeah. down first. Who who, <laughs> who uses uh, who uses their gold on the ironclad first? Basically, mm. that kind of stalemate. I think yeah. when he killed my ironclad, he got uh, twenty-one shots out of his mulligan. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's an interesting yeah. thing as well with you having the the half guard off the table. It's like if he lets you go first, you could just completely be like, be like, "Well, this object is mine now." <laughs> pretty much, this obje- like, pretty much two objectives. Yeah. I can string them out yeah. very easily versus character. Yeah, um, and it would take a while to shift them, so. Yeah, it's uh, and then yeah, I mean, if you claim two objectives with half guard, and then I don't know, I mean, it, then it's like, how quickly can he kill them? Um, yeah, it's a race against the clock, yeah. Um, and it took him, it took him, it took him until a fifth last turn, and then they killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, did the uh, the leaders scoring extra come into? the game at all much or um for me personally yes because um i had my rune smiter on that objective for like two no for two or three turns three turns i think Mm -hmm. so he gave me an extra three points yeah uh him on the other hand i think he only got one extra point of his leader because he got a chemist the lone chemist which i think is really strong in sylph and you have order around six all the time so they're not that slow (laughs) so he got managed to get that one in and land but yeah it came into play, but I only had two lords in my list. Remember that, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, okay. Um, any other questions, for Marcus, about this game before we move on? No, let's know. check out the next one. <laughs> it was pretty much a straightforward Sylphan list versus me, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. the... So the, the next uh, game we have to Look. talk about is Nurgle. The grind um, fest. Yeah. So this list uh, is uh, oh, yeah. by Tyler Pearson, also known as Buckets. He's it's a on, very good player. Uh, Discord um, in the AOS Coach Discord. He's quite, uh, quite often on there. So it's Blessed Sons, uh, Blightsis Battalion, Great Unclean One, Lord of Blights, Bellacor, uh, which you are obviously using. The um, what are now old rules for medical, um, but uh, as of yesterday, yeah, as of like, yeah, yesterday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but two units of 20 blight kings and then uh, five more blight kings, so lots of blight kings basically. And then Bellacor, which is messing around with your ironclad or. or Potentially your half guard berserk. No, he can't. He can't target. He can't. He can't target my half guard because you're underground. Ah, uh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah it, it has to be. It has to be on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So he what? Did he target your ironclad then? Mm, I actually think he didn't. He targeted my Volkais for some reason. <laughs> okay. Interesting. He, he he wanted he wanted to get a big point lead because it was on. The missile map of Blade's Edge. Yeah, uh, yeah, because Blade's Edge, if you, um, it's one of the rare ones where you kind of do want to go first if you outdrop potentially, um, because mm-hmm. the way the objectives are removed means if mm-hmm. you get ahead enough, it's almost impossible to come back. Uh, so did like he outdropped you again? 
Yeah, three drops. So, did he take first, or did he make him go first? He took first. Uh, yeah. And he managed to get seven summoning points, so he actually managed to get all the objectives, because he could right. summon in some plague bearers to catch the last okay. ones. Uh, so that was pretty much his first turn, right? Spreading out with his humongous stacks of Black Kings. Yeah. Uh, and the Great Unclean one with a Wither Stave, for those who don't know, mm-hmm. I have to mm-hmm. re-roll. If I'm within 12, I have to re-roll sixes, just like Archeon has. Mm-hmm. And then he has another thing on his Lord of Blight. Um, had it this time. Well, he can give a, a buff to a unit with a command ability, so I get mm-hmm. minus two to hit with yeah. ranged weapons. Minus oh, two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, bit of a grind fest. We were both yeah. tired because this was the third game of the of the day. Mm-hmm. We a bit tired, both of us. And uh, well, you want me to take you through it, or you have any other questions? Which which yeah. units did you grudge? Uh, obviously, great and clean one. Uh, I think I grudged the okay. center. Uh, stack of Black Kings. And I think it was Lord of Blights as well, because I knew mm-hmm. his command ability is. It has to. Mm-hmm. I have to. Had to go away. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then d- deployment wise, how did you. Did you deploy in a corner or did you sort of spread uh, some of your bodies around? I, I spread them out. Uh, I did mm-hmm. spread them out uh, because his threat range is like 28, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Kings aren't slow. <laughs> uh, they are no. so fast. They can run and charge, and they get plus movement mm-hmm. from Great Unclean One, etc., etc. So really yeah. fast. Uh, so I had some Arcanauts just out of threat range and could get on the objective easily, etc. And uh, I uh, spread it out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and you, I think you basically mentioned here to. At least one unit of Black Kings in the middle. I assume the other one was on a flank. Yeah, and one then, on the, f- and then the third one was on another flank with the Lord of Yeah, Black. the smaller one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. and he had, Bel- he had Belakor as well, going up and capturing objectives. So it pretty much went forward. You know, doing the Conga lines, and he was just ready to sit there and let me grind it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I made a mistake with the deployment. I think I shouldn't have tunneled my half guards. Right. Okay. Was he able to screen you out pretty like? Um, no, uh, kind, kinda, and kinda not. Uh, in his first turn, as I said, he managed to get all six points, right? And I yeah. knew I was going to be on the back foot. And I knew if I get the double, I might pass it, so I don't have to burn an objective. But mm-hmm. depending how the shooting goes, I might have to take it, right? Mm-hmm. And guess what happened? I left a great unclean one with two health left. Hmm. Hmm. And okay. uh, then we had charge phase, and I managed to charge with a reroll my half guards into its black kings. But guess what? Mm-hmm. I was in wither stave range, so reroll those sixes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that wasn't very pleasant. Uh, I got the double. I took it because I had to deal with great and clean one. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. burned an objective. Mm-hmm. So I, I, by the way, in the first turn, I managed to score my home my home objectives. I scored three points. Yeah. I killed Bellacor as well. Okay. Um, and I did, I did did kill his summoning stack. Mm-hmm. His summon stack. And I prepared, I kind of prepared to lock him up with his uh, small stack. So in my turn two, I charged in two gun, two gun holders, 
um, pin. Both his I, I charge in this Lord of Blight with my gun holder. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I killed this great unclean one. Uh, my Hearthguards did some heavy lifting. Uh, I managed to capture quite a few points, and they got a bit uh, bit scared. The thing is, I couldn't target his mid-stack because he still had minus two to hit on shooting, right? So what I did is, he wasn't really on my cent my middle, the middle objective, my middle objective, mm -hmm. pretty much. Uh, if you have your cursor, like you did before, mm -hmm. the painting. Yeah. Like, yeah, right at the top of, his blightings were inside his one. Yeah. Uh, so what I did is, I boxed I boxed him in because the iron, it was a lot of terrain. So the ironclad mm -hmm. is such a big base. So what I did is, I, I stood on this tree, so he wouldn't get so many points. Right. And he couldn't summon onto that objective. I dropped up my Arcanauts in the double to hold that objective more safe mm -hmm. as well. And I boxed him in with an Ironclad and the gun holder. So he couldn't get mm -hmm. onto the objective. And that's where I kind of wish I had a battering ram once again. Mm -hmm. um, I did some shipping damage, killed the and clean one, killed some stuff. Then he got the turn. Uh, he managed to score more points. And then the problem was he, uh, I won the priority again. Mm -hmm. No, I think he won the priority. Yeah, he won the priority, but he gave me the turn. He, he gave me the turn, so he burned mm -hmm. another objective. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I assume he was burning your objectives. Yeah, exactly. My mm -hmm. two, uh, the two bottom ones mm -hmm. in my home, and that's and I kept killing stuff, but I didn't kill it fast enough. Uh, so it, it continued like that, and by in in between turn uh, the roll between turn three to four he we were like if I if, if I win it's prior I will win the game if he mm -hmm. would get the prior he would win the game he got to he got mm -hmm. the double finally then and he won the game because I couldn't catch ah. up because we only had three objectives left right yeah mm -hmm. yeah so I couldn't I couldn't come back uh, so that was that game <laughs> the good yeah. thing is mm -hmm. I managed to score all my auxiliaries and they managed to score zero so that's that was good uh, yeah. they gave you a few tournament points at least yeah mm -hmm. four uh, and he got so I got maximum out of that loss pretty much so to speak yeah. uh, but it was a bit of grind fest on a map that didn't favor me very well <laughs> versus a matchup that didn't favor yeah. me the matchup yeah. not but the map if you have 20 Hearthcut Berserkers the map's not too bad. <laughs> no, but as I said, that's why I think the mistake was tunneling, because I tunneled them on the right flank, because that's the only mm -hmm. spot I really had the opening mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like I shouldn't have tunneled them at all, but at the same time, if I wouldn't, Bellacor could have targeted them. Mm -hmm. Right? So, yeah. Uh, it was a bit of a, a bit of a pickle, to say. <laughs> but, yeah. So... Interesting, because... Um... If you ever watched the, the the little battle recap I did with Lee during the week, where I also played Fring on this battle plan with twenty Earthcut, I had a I had a very similar problem. Like mm -hmm. I tunneled them, and then I had to tunnel them onto my home objective, like down south, yeah, exactly. because there was no other space, and I didn't want to put them on the flanks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, but at the same time, as I said, Bellacor could just have. All right, yeah. you guys are gonna move. Mm -hmm. So, what should I pick? And if I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to tie him up on the flank, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I would still, even if I got a double, and if I didn't tunnel, he would have put that debuff, which also gives minus to hit in melee, not mm -hmm. just shooting. So, I don't know. It's, it was a tough decision, but I, mm -hmm. I think I played a game decently. Well, it was late, and it was the third game of the day, but I think I could have done better. Yeah. 
I mean, it's almost uh, like, uh, I don't know, like, um, I can't think of the proper word to explain it, but it's like the culmination of like two bad things together because it's at least you've really got to grind against. And then on this battle plan is like the one battle plan that's the hardest one to grind against stuff with because they can keep taking objectives away. So like you someone. can't catch up. So it's like oh, any game can, if you go any game, if you go behind, can be a, a race against time. But a race against time when the objectives are disappearing is even worse. Yeah. <laughs> and a race against time when the thing that you need to kill is really difficult to kill is also really bad. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. And that was uh, what your. The only loss of the tournament, though. Yeah, uh, the game afterwards, I faced a regular change host mm-hmm. at uh, forcing the hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't look too good. I had it under control. I knew it was fine, but he was like, mm-hmm. "You can't win this." He was up ten <laughs> two after two rounds, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yes, of course I can." Mm-hmm. Uh, I won that game quite comfortably in the end uh, versus a change host mm-hmm. um, on forcing the hand. And my last game was just a blowout victory because um, poor Luminov. <laughs> they, don't, they don't like half guards in their face, do they? With pole axes. <laughs> <laughs> and I had my gun holder um, tying up his uh, 20 stack of sentinels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So enjoy yep. killing a gun holder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we pretty much has a techless left after two runs or something. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So I went, f- I went for one and ended third. Um, which I uh, was the best order as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the as two top guys. Be. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the two top guys were Zeech uh, mm-hmm. and Zeech Archeon. Uh, Chain chose a uh, Chain chose won the tournament, and Zeech Archeon came second, I think. And then I came third. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it was a great time. Great tos, great people. Uh, that's actually where I started getting to know a lot of people as well in the scene here. This was back in mm-hmm. February, I think. Or was it March? Uh, February, I think. Yeah, February. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, great experience. Um, we'll try to attend live next year, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll try to travel to Denmark and, yeah, participate. Because, yeah. as I said, the TOs were great. The people were great. I had a great time. Yeah. yeah it sounds... Because uh, Battle for Copenhagen is one of the, the rare examples of a, a tournament that is a norm- normally a real tournament and then just moved itself to TTS as opposed mm-hmm. to there's a lot of TTS events that were just like newly created. Um, but uh, yeah, so let's move on to um, the list that you used for Hammer Time. So, and in Hammer Time, you went 5 0, so didn't Ooh. lose the game. But... I like the Celestine Prime. But unfortunately, come second, uh, lost by two auxiliary points to (laughs) Stephen Follows, which is a great man who played Mm. Archeon uh, uh, Zeech. We're gonna have Mm. a showdown match tomorrow uh, at 8 p.m. PST. BST, um, which will be streamed. I don't know where, um, (laughs) but I heard it's gonna be streamed. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be a blast. Uh, we're going to play our tournament lists. Uh, but yeah, it's, it was a great tournament as well. 
Yeah. Uh, I assume that'd be on Honest Wargamer, as they had lots of the other Hammer Time games on. They didn't show it, because they showed the top table, Siege Arkham versus Siege Arkham. We were table two, and the yeah. top uh, table one was... No, I meant Steven. for your, your game tomorrow. Oh, we haven't asked uh, him. Uh, me and um, Steven oh. came up with this today. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, but we have some people who are going to watch and we had yeah. a guy who won uh, I think it was Wargamer Online I think mm-hmm. who wanted to stream mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh cool uh, yeah I'll definitely tune in tomorrow night yeah. do some painting Yeah, we're going to play Forcing <laughs> the Hand so I think that map is in uh, it's going to be rough because I have Polaxis versus Archeon uh, but mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. as, as uh, our Australian chap uh, Kron said, uh, Celestian Prime. Celestian mm-hmm. Prime is a very good addition to my army, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's an interesting piece because uh, well, Max has used him a, a little bit. I've mm-hmm. tried him myself. Um, I, I'm interested to, before we talk about the rest of the list, h- how you feel about him because I found that. He comes in either too late, or if you bring him, bring him in early, he doesn't do enough. So, but then you have a more grindy list because you've got stuff that survives. <laughs> so, how do you find it with him? Do you find that he does enough when he comes in, or? Mm, I think it's the reason why I went uh, went five zero. Okay. Uh, there's a bunch of different reasons. Um, mm-hmm. and I needed something to deal now. I didn't actually face one, but I need something to deal with Croak. Mm-hmm. And Prime is a great way to deal with Croak, especially mm-hmm. turn three. Uh, I think he mm-hmm. is very flexible, very flexible. Um, he can be an assassin, like he can go in turn two or turn three and kill oh, yeah. an important piece. He can be this kind. Let's say you face a fire slayer who stack up their heroes. He can be this mortal wounds coming in turn two, so he'll also do some damage. But usually, uh, coming in turn two, yes, doing these mortals with his ranged attack over a few turns, mm-hmm. and he, these support heroes are gone. Especially comboed with some gun holder shooting, it's very mm-hmm. good harassment. Uh, so I think, and he has an auto twelve charge if he spends that yeah. ability. Massive. And one oh, thing yeah. that I think is overlooked, which I comboed very well against my opponents, is it's minus two bravery when it comes down. It's so good oh, yeah. to combo with the damage from an ironclad or something to battle shock something away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great that he has that auto, basically auto 12-inch charge, so you have a guaranteed 24-inch threat range once he's down. Mm-hmm. Because usually things that come down, they, they come down, they destroy, and then they that's where they are. But with him, he can just like jump on to the next target. Yeah, he has shooting movement as well. Run in there. So yeah, I have my experience was very similar at one tournament um, with the with the prime. Basically, won me the last game because he just mm. jumped from objective to objective, cleared out you know twenty blood letters by himself, mm. captured the objective, jumped on to the next, did the same thing. Uh, yeah, very. I think his very ability is helpful. really strong as well. It's not just once per battle round, it's once per turn. So even if you mm. don't kill what you're going into, you still have a free six-up save from one dice, or mm. even more damage if you need it. Mm-hmm. I do also combo him, because as we discussed earlier, 
uh, in, in the rumors, Cardon usually don't spend a lot of command points, especially on my mm-hmm. list. So I pretty mm-hmm. much always spend a command point to reroll once on hits. Then it becomes mm-hmm. five or seven attacks, depending if I turn two or two free. Turn two mm-hmm. or three, that's usually when it comes in. Freeze to hit, rerolling once, two to wound, free rend, and that's important. Free rend. I don't have a lot of high rend in this army. Skyhook, mm-hmm. uh, uh, sky cannon with a strong shot sometimes. But And then flat free damage. So yeah, and free rend will even get through some of the armies like like Lumineth when they who ignore rend one and two at times with Umetica, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like punch through those mm-hmm. and the and the cows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think he's a solid piece. Three hundred points. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does a lot of lifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He's sorry. Do you Max or? No, I just want to add. Plus, he he carries a dwarf and hammer, so obviously, he's a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> especially if, especially if you convert him as a dwarf, right? That's yeah. even better. Yeah, but the the actual warhammer is, is yeah, I know Galmaras. <laughs> I just said the I think the problem uh, that he can have in some chaos is that some chaos are very like all the damage is focused on like the first two turns. And by turn three, things are over. Whereas in mm. your list, would you say it's fair to say that you're you're playing, you know, at least three to four turns, maybe five turns? I would I would say I play all five turns in this list. Yeah. Uh, I would say this list becomes the strongest in turn three mm-hmm. because the way I can play it, uh, especially the Aether Wings are a great addition. They can be these cheap. Um, they they fill two fun. They fill a different few different functions. Uh, they can be a good screen, can be a good fast objective grabber, but and also in the tournament they could actually they can score like auxiliaries like vengeful counter, which is usually mm-hmm. kind of hard to score as kids. Ko, you have to charge them into something and shoot something else down. And you just let them die. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and they're bargain as well. 40, Forty points. points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, maybe maybe so... just for the people not watching but listening on the podcast, yeah. we should actually say what the list is. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so we have an Ender Master with Ender Harness, so we'll save the mm-hmm. 90 points there. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, he has to be the general and he has to carry the artifact because he's the only uh, KO hero in this list. Mm-hmm. We have Celestine Prime as an ally. We have the Rune Smiter again. This time, two, not an ally. This time, not an ally yeah. because the Prime is the ally. And we only have two more Dwarden uh, units other than KO. We have for the battle line then three sets of Arcanot Company because there's basically no other way to fulfill your battle line requirements in in Fring if you don't have the dirigible as a, as your general. Um, two gun holders, both with sky cannons, the twenty Hearthguard with poleaxes, and three Aether wings as allies, um, and then the Ironclad uh, this time with the battle ram and great sky cannon. Mm-hmm. And important note, 1970 points. So I always get to try mm-hmm. very often get to triumph, which is yep. very good. Yeah, 1970 is a great sort of place to be at with a list. Yeah, definitely. With a KO list. Because it's, uh, yeah, 30 points mm-hmm. under wall. I think it's like 75% of the time you will quite often get you a uh, yeah. triumph. And then... yeah, yeah, and and the triumph is worth probably even more points than that. I think in this list, I think it's worth 50. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth probably more than fifty because if you compare yeah. it to command point, mm-hmm. that, but it's, yeah, it's also at it you know, nineteen seventy. You don't feel like 
oh, I've wasted loads of points to get this triumph. Do you know what I mean? Um, not not in a chaos, no. Yeah. 1970s, yeah, I, that's how I built my Zilflin Thunder listed, was that I get the extra triumph to use on the Thunders. Mm-hmm. Uh, one question I have about the list is you switch to the Battle Ram on the Ironclad. Were you not tempted to switch to the Skyhook? Yes. Mm. But mm-hmm. then we have the problem we discussed before. If I'm going with Skyhook, that's another iteration of this list. If I'm going with Skyhook, the half guards are broad axes. <laughs> I need something that is good with exploding sixes. Because Prime mm-hmm. can't use it because it's an ally. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. Exploding sixes on the Prime would be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so with the Skyhook, you don't get mm-hmm. as much mileage out of the. Um, uh, exploding sixes that you get with uh, mm-hmm. sky cannon plus tr- yeah. uh, shrapnel plus carbines plus torpedoes. It's just madness. Yeah. I'd also like, go on. Oh, uh, yeah. You're just missing the amount of dice. Although, ha- have you ever tried running the 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 volley cannon with with exploding sixes? I tried it out mathematically, but it's too much of a slot machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I, I like I like I like real reliability. And uh, I want to, I want to force my opponent to make mistakes. And uh, if it's just that's the f- same thing, I already have this casino thing on these sky cannons on the gun holders. It's just D six, mm-hmm. <laughs> either D six damage or D six attacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, this, yeah. The trouble is with the um, the body gunners, you could roll. Potentially four for your tags, couldn't you? <laughs> uh, it'd be very rare. It's just. I mean, you of, could. Yeah. I but, mean, but, average, is, average is 14, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but if you look at, if you look at, like, a regular damage with, with not any buffs or debuffs, but with reroll once to hit because of a grudge mm-hmm. target and uh, exploding sixes and gold and wound or triumph. You're generally looking at. You start with fourteen dices, on those. Now we're not, not even talking torpedoes. You start with fourteen dices. You generally end up with between ten to seventeen, mm-hmm. which they have to save. Mm-hmm. After that's after wound roll, so yeah. it's usually, I I, I I spike so hard with it. Sometimes it's insane. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can whiff, but it's, then you have to roll a lot of twos if you want to whiff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So, I would also like, yeah, I would also like, as you saw, I changed my general. I've been told by people before tournaments, like, why would he put put a grudge hammer on him? Because he already does mortal on sixes on hit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he does flat free mortals on sixes to hit, mm-hmm. but the hammer gives him plus one to hit. And if yep. I don't roll a lot of sixes and I hit a grudge target, mm-hmm. he also does d three mortals an additional on sixes on wound to add in normal damage. I've had yeah, that plus guy. Yeah, three attacks. Yeah. Yeah, so I done more morals on sixes on wound usually than uh, on mm-hmm. the first one. Mm-hmm. So he's a beast, yeah. and plus he's in the ship all the time, so he gives. That's what. What uh, was it? Who was it? With Skyhook, Kron, right? Oh, uh, yeah. With yeah, you said, you said if I wanted the Sky Skyhook, right? It's really fun no, running. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, it was me. <laughs> Uh, running skyhook with battering ram plus that guy on top plus dropping a bomb plus mm. it's just it's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should see my zone list. 
Just give him plus two attacks. Yeah, with the cogs. <laughs> give him plus two attacks, five attacks, rerolling ones, yeah. and then the six is three mortals. Yeah. That's the that's the aggressive version. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, I know. I see it. I, I like it. Plus, he's a bit, you know, safer with a plus one exactly. save and minus and he, one. He's at he is at the ship. I also had him jump out sometimes, not in a tournament, but otherwise jump out and just kill that last thing uh, versus my brother-in-law, kill his turtle, pretty much, and <laughs> while yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. flies away and does something else. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing um, that the difference between this list and the first list is, in some ways, the Celestial Prime takes up the role that you kind of have with the old Endrum Master, with like a oh, you got like a flying hero that can go in and do some damage, but much more reliable. Mm. And the other, but the other important thing is is because he can deploy off the board as well your first three drops can all be stuff Dead not drops. on the table yeah. exactly um, uh, that's my opponents during the tournament said I have so many threats it's hard to play against because mm -hmm. uh, it forces them to be more cautious, cautious than they want to be uh, I will also one minor thing about the prime, which actually a lot of people think about, because Arcanon Company when they spend gold, their bravery is shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he actually mm -hmm. gives one plus to bravery as well in a pretty big bubble. Yeah. So it's not it's it's not big, but it's something. I mean, he does a lot mm. of things. And as I said, the minus bravery is just so good. Mm. Mm. I before I made that point, I was almost going to say you have more threats here than the previous list, and then I realized, oh, you kind of. The Celestial Prime is kind of doing the same role, but he does do it better. Like he's more... and he's protected. Mm, yes, and that was the other thing. Yeah, it was just like by being off the table, like the dirigible suit could be sort of sniped out. Um, whereas you now you have the Ender Master in the ship, which is harder to you know to take out. Um, and prop. And then the Prime is off the table, so yeah. And I would say the really... best. The best thing as well is it forces your opponent to dedicate resources if they don't want to have him behind and taking mm -hmm. out key pieces. They have to devote resources to to stop something, which is very hard to stop. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it, it creates an uncomfortable feeling for them, I would say. Mm -hmm. And then combined with the half guard, there's a fair decent amount of melee in this list, really. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, and the A for wings almost feel like they're they're filling the role of the riggers from the first list in some ways, but cheaper. Like, and I don't care yeah. if they die. <laughs> yeah, a lot cheaper. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is definitely a strong evolution of the first list. Yeah, um, I had a middle ground with another list I said, but then I started looking for I need something to deal with. Like croak or other units, like support heroes, because people might think like, oh, it's easy to kill support heroes. But once you ironclad whiffs, you don't have much else to kill them with <laughs> in a fring list. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I needed something, um, and I, I wanted some. I want. I, I want. What I like about him, as I said, he fulfills a role. He's an assassin. He can kill support heroes. He he can do a little bit of minor bravery bomb. It's just. Mm -hmm. He's great. One thing, he, he dies really fast to spells when it comes oh, yeah. down. So he has to, you have to take, when it comes down, he has to do what he's supposed to do. Otherwise, he usually dies. The Thurston Prime is a glass cannon. He'll, he'll die if, any, if anything looks at him funny. Mm -hmm. 
Mm, not true. Mm. I mean, they still have free up save and uh, eight wounds, but spells, yeah, immortals, but... yeah. Mm. So because you're not using gold much, you can you know give him reroll ones to to save as well. Because mm-hmm. I mean, he can just put it mean, on himself. You mean CP? Yeah, with a, with a command point, he can. Yeah, not gold. He can just put it on himself. I, it it just seems yeah, insane that the, oh, that the Celestine Prime, like the the big Stormcast, is about just about as tough as one of our dirigible suits. Mm-hmm. It just Martin shows how good. how awesome Dwarven are. Yeah, they <laughs> are. Yeah, <that's laughs> the best. Um, Plus, you can make uh, a Dwarven a little Celestine. Give him that uh, trait where he can jump around like <laughs> like a gun hauler. Yeah, <laughs> <He can> teleport. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's look at um, a couple of the games that you, you played with this list. Mm-hmm. So the first one we have to talk about is Nurgle oh, no. again. Oh, we're back on Nurgle. Oh, and it's the same list. Oh. So we don't have to go for the list. And the same player. The same list and the same player in two different tournaments. I would actually yeah. like to point out in my first game of this tournament, I also faced... Uh, this list uh, without Bellacordo, uh, mm-hmm. which I won quite comfortably. Um, mm-hmm. I was on Star Strike, which I think favors my <laughs> army so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Prime coming in turn three, buffed up, and mm-hmm. I, I just bravery bombed his Black Kings. Mm-hmm. I had like four of them running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they start running, that's four wounds apiece. Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a big deal. If four or five. So the only the guy this, this is the fun part. Hmm? They five uh, wounds. I can't remember. They have four wounds and the leader is five. Yeah, yeah. the leader. He's not going to choose the leader to run away, is he? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. No, the the leader usually dies as the first because he they start picking wounds from the mm-hmm. leader because he has oh, okay. five. You know, yeah. When things start uh, dying. Uh, the fun thing about Tyler and me here is this was he only lost to me in this tournament. I only lost to him in the last one. And he lost to me. <laughs> this was game. This was game five. So yeah. this was. So whoever won this went five and a, and I managed to win. Okay. This was also on um, Total Conquest. Yes. Which we've talked about before, but uh, the, the, so uh, at least you had a different mission. At least you weren't yes. playing the same list on the same mission. Yes. So, yeah. Spoiler alert: You won this one. Spoilers. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, how much of it do you think was down to the battle plan being different? How much do you think was down to maybe your, the tweaks a lot. to your list? Uh, both, both a lot. Uh, I think the battle plan was not bad for him because his army is so fast, uh, which we're mm-hmm. going to go through here in the fun section while we talk about the match. Uh, but I would say the list I tweaked, I have three. The reason why I picked Prime as well, because we knew in the pack which... Uh, maps we were getting before, beforehand, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, so in game two, we had Scorched Earth, where I faced 210 Skaven Stormvermins or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Prime is also a hero, right? So he can burn the objective. And Prime is also mm-hmm. a hero here, so he scores me an extra point. So yep. so that just adds even more to what I wanted from him. Like, he's mm-hmm. really good. Uh, but yeah, I think, as you said, I think the mission is better. It is better. And I think my list is better. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so oh, let's just talk about the game then. So, again, he outdropped you because I, we didn't yep. mention the drops, but uh, this list 11. is oh. um, 11. 11. Was your first one 11? 
as yeah. well. Yeah. So, same number of drops. So still 11. And I can never get the wounds? This one is slightly less wounds than the one before. Yes. Uh, but obviously, the Nurgle list is 211. So. Uh, I think it's yeah. even more. Yeah, well, it's. Yes, it's more. I think it's 213. 11, yeah, but it, it, it's a lot of wounds on a 4 plus 8. Because it's not including the uh, the heroes extra wounds, the leaders extra wounds on the Vikings. Um, so, deployment wise, how did you deploy and how did he deploy? Um, since he knew our last game was so close in Copenhagen, mm-hmm. uh, he well. Uh, what I did, I was in the same time at the same time as last time here. I was in this mm-hmm. uh, purple or pinkish corner. Yeah. Uh, what I had, I had an interesting take. He had between our two objectives on the mm-hmm. south on the bottom, mm-hmm. pretty much in between, a little, yeah. little bit upwards, a little bit upwards, and a bit to the left, a little bit to the left. Mm-hmm. That that was where his garden was. Uh, is right. the garden of Nurgle? Is that a tree? Yeah, the tree. Yeah, 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 the tree. Or I was closer to objective, maybe something like that. Yeah. Tree. And in the middle, in the in the, in the center of the map, we had a big pyramid <laughs> with right. entanglement. Brought to you oh, okay. by Lay. <laughs> pyramid. With entanglement, <laughs> which was which very which spiced up the game a little bit because entangling, for those who don't know, gives you if you end up, if you start a run roll or start a charge roll within one of an entangling, you get minus two to either mm-hmm. the run or the charge. And he yeah. can b- run a charge in LA, so he had to be a bit careful about that one. Yeah, because uh, he needs to. He wants to be within seven inches, I want to say, of the tree. Yeah, to be able to yeah. run and charge, but he yeah. doesn't want to be within one inch one. of that. Yeah. <laughs> he also had a good side. He had uh, damned, which he used mm-hmm. twice as well, uh, which is very good on Vikings. Mm. <laughs> they don't care about that one D three wounds, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just one wound, maybe. I don't know. That's D3, I think. Uh, but yeah, uh, we can talk about his deployment first. Uh, he did a regular castle, you know, to get the buffs out. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. With a great unclean one in the center. And he spread it out to screen me off a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, no, not that much. Not in, uh, and I, on the other hand, I knew my Ironclad was going to be the Bellacore target. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I did, though, is... I my gun holders. I think this is kind of important here. What I did is my gun holders were. One was like at the bottom in the middle. Uh, well, yeah, a little more, bit more south, like that. So I was exactly an eighteen-inch move away from the garden, so I could be within three to deny him summoning points, mm-hmm. but not tie him up and tie the gun holder up and act as mm-hmm. a screen. Meanwhile, the other deployment I had some Arcanon, some home objective. I had Ironclad. Yes, didn't care too much where I put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had so much underground, you know, Prime uh, and so on. And I had Ada Wings were up in north, I think. Somewhere. Yeah, together with some Arcanauts for a little bit further behind. Draw some birds, not just lines. <laughs> Uh, we we should mention that that Lee is a graphic designer, so this is what you get when you book him. Book him. This is the amazing work that you're just. This is what like full page graphic designer gets you. 
But yeah, he did, he did the usual thing, you know. He uh, he took the first turn because mm-hmm. he wanted to get on the objectives. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so he ran down with the twenty stack and the Lord of Blights to the south yeah. objective. Yeah. Uh, and the other stack, he actually conga lined in a way to screen me off as well because he didn't want to get ironclad behind to shoot off his great unclean one. Mm-hmm. So that was more mm-hmm. home centered. It was still pretty much. The other twin stack was a bit more home. So did it come out to the right objective, though? Yes, with Bellacor so, and the five Black Kings. So you had, like, the 20, like, here, and then... A... No, 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 no. The 20 no. were more more home than that. But they didn't... Right. But he they had, he, has, he, has, he has two twin stacks, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to... Decide. Like a, a, a string behind behind his... Yes, yes north of the center of his home objective. Mm-hmm. On that objective, uh, and then in like a uh, reversed L shape. Okay, like that. How about the other way around? No. <laughs> <laughs> What's this game what? called where you have to draw things and people need to guess what it is? This is what, this is what we're doing here. Like this. No. Nope. No. <laughs> no. Is it all reverse L <laughs> no. On the left like... side. You want to draw it out. out? No, no, no. It's not like this. This is the first one I did, isn't it? Thank. Nope. Is that what I did? No. 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 Okay, and then Bellacor was up here, and yeah, to score extra points and some Vikings. Yeah. In my first turn, the great unclean one. I guess. Yeah, the great unclean one was in between the two stacks where he screened off. In between his two objectives. Yeah, pretty much. Right there. And, and he was also touching that home objective to get extra point. I'm doing bigger because he's, he's fat. Yeah, yeah, he was touching the home <laughs> yeah. objective to get extra point. And then he had a Lord of Blight uh, down at his uh, south objective. So he had heroes on all three, and he was ready to cast them up. Nice painting. That's it. It's like I'm there. It's like I'm, <laughs> yeah. I can see it. You could see the Nurgles, the Vikings, and the, uh, the Ironclad and everything. I just I love the idea of someone listening to the podcast like this, and they can't see anything going on, and they're like, what are they laughing uh, at? Just imagine, like, full full color, detailed painting, like, yeah. to the millimeter accurate. Like, yeah. Reverse L shapes all over the place. <laughs> You're lucky I don't know the short keys for changing colors. <laughs> okay, so more yeah. importantly, this this created a lot of questions in my head. Um, mm-hmm. I knew uh, my grudge target by the way were the great and clean one, mm-hmm. uh, the twenty blighting stack that is to the south. Mm-hmm. And then I fought for a long time. Is it going to be the second Blacking stack or is it Lord of Blight? Lord of Blight has to die. So I decided Lord of Blight. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But when it did like this, in the south stack, I couldn't get my half guards on the objective, right? Because yeah, he mm-hmm. was inside the red circle. Yeah. But on the northern side, I could get a few in. I only need to get like five in, I think, plus the rune smiter. And I managed to do that. So I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that risk. And my gun holder, as I said, used the ones for battle move, moved up. 18 to be as a screening unit and I'll, and on the tree of Nurgle wherever that is now <laughs> and uh, so I blocked his summoning uh, points mm. I was also thinking should I put my other gun holder in his home territory to uh, deny him even more points mm-hmm. I was like I thought for a while no and obviously 
he activated Bellacore on my Ironclad. So mm -hmm. I flew high on my home objective, and I screened off with some Arcanauts and uh, Aiderwings. <laughs> because the thing is, even if I'm on the Ironclad, I'm still within six of the objective. Mm -hmm. So I still get yep. that bonus point. I don't count as a model, yep. but I still get the point because I'm within six. Yeah. So, because uh, I didn't want to fall behind the points. And then I started shooting. The other gun hauler swapped mm -hmm. place with, flew high and swapped place with the other gun hauler, which, so it's where the first one stood. Mm -hmm. uh, so I started shooting. You put uh, shot with, up here, I'm guessing. That's, yeah, that's up there. The very much. The... Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I took a bit of a risk because uh, mm -hmm. that's not where his stacks were. But w I think it would have been a mistake putting them south of that uh, other objective because mm -hmm. now I had screened off the, the way uh, between that big entangling terrain mm -hmm. and. Uh, yeah, myself, my home objective with a gun holder. Mm -hmm. uh, so he couldn't reach my home. So I was like, am I going to tunnel? I had a few options. I couldn't tunnel in his, at his home objective because that would be waste. I could have gone the south one, uh, but I felt like, no. So I tunneled where you painted pretty much. Mm -hmm. uh, unlucky it was Volcanic I had to stand on. I wish I did <laughs> take the mortals on I later, later, which almost gave me a heart attack <laughs> with a smiter. And... Uh, oh. Because he was just, I, I precisely, I precisely fit him in. So what I did is I boxed mm -hmm. him in, like in a circle, uh, with mm -hmm. the half guards around him, so Bellacor couldn't hit him. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's so he was safe, from apart from the volcanic. <laughs> and uh, but what I did is I did a shrapnel on the Lord of Lights. I think I did two damage, and I did a heavy shot from the other gun holder on Lord of Lights. I missed. Even with a reroll, even with gold. Mm -hmm. I even spent gold on hit because it was a foreign hit because look at Sir. And he had the bio plate, so he had full rerolls and saves, right? Mm -hmm. Then I did, uh, I had to roll a five up, you know, because of Bellacor. Bellacor has an ability for those who don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, we discussed Bellacor, but you can pick a target after you deploy it, write it down on a paper, mm -hmm. and then he can, during the game, once per battle, say, all right, this was my target. To do any action until my next hero phase with that unit, you have to roll a five up. It's either being for move, uh, shoot, charge, fight. The thing is, fly high doesn't care. It's not, so not I an move. ability. No. Yep. So I rolled a five not up. That thing. <laughs> I rolled a five up. So I decided I'm going to use the heavy shot into the little blights. Mm -hmm. I rolled a one. Luckily, it was a grudge target. <laughs> <laughs> so I re-rolled and rolled, I think it was a 4 and then I rolled I think I rolled a 2 but it wasn't a 2 and he didn't manage to save it so down goes Lord of Blight, I shot the torpedoes into, because the thing with the sky cannon is it has 30 range, right? So I precise, mm -hmm. yeah. I couldn't reach with torpedoes so the torpedoes shot, shot into some Blight Kings and they whiffed as mm -hmm. usual mm, uh, yeah. yeah, So that, and I missed a charge uh, I actually spent a CP to try to get to charge on Bellacor and the Black Kings, uh, which mm -hmm. I almost regretted. That was a mistake. Because uh, I, I kind of thought, even if I win the Pryo, if I win the Pryo, I'm going to give him the turn, right? Because I don't want me to be my Ironclad to, to be stupid for another turn. Mm -hmm. We had a roll-off. We both rolled a six. <laughs> <laughs> so he won. Uh, but surprisingly, he took the turn. Because he felt, okay. he told me later, he felt so threatened by these half guards coming up here on this home objective, and I ruined his castle idea. 
So I would have killed Bellacor in those five Lycanes, and I would have kept scoring points, and they would have a hard time coming back. Mm-hmm. Which is true. Uh, if he would have given me the double, even if the Ironclad wouldn't have shot, right? Because this is not Blade Search, this is Total Conquest. Because mm-hmm. uh, after turn one, he had six points, I had five. So we're neck and neck. What he did, though, is he actually managed to move that stack south up onto my half cards. Because the Blycanes are so fast. Just diagonally across the, the battlefield. No. Let's go back to the L shapes. Ah, <laughs> oh, up there, those ones. Okay, so these ones coming this way? Okay. No, 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 no. The ones at the south did rewrite that L shape on the ones to the south at my half card stack. Uh, the, these ones were in an L shape? Yeah. Right? Yeah, you oh, managed okay. to them. These Where did they go? Um, like north and then, and then north. East. North and east. So these ones went this way. That's not an L. Well, they didn't go across the, the terrain or the pyramid. They went they just around went the train. Yeah, yeah. because you were at a conga before. But I managed to get a lot yeah. of them in. But it was a bit of a conga. Yeah. The other ones mm-hmm. tried to do the same. And the five stack went in together with Bellacore. So he devoted so he, a he lot of research. He abandoned everything just to run for those earth cards. Yeah, I think that was a mistake. But at the same time, he had to do it, I think. I think he had mm-hmm. to do it. But that leaves his like you can just move a gun holder onto his. So, did these ones, these ones here move as well. Yeah, but yeah. He, he still kept them at the home objective. Right. So he stretched them, stretched them out. He's a very good player. He knows he knows what he's doing. So did they uh, end up like this? But I, th- yeah, but I think he overcommitted. But at the same mm-hmm. time, he he can't just attack with one blacking stack on that stack of half cards, especially because mm-hmm. I had to triumph reroll on hits. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what he did. He managed to. I shrugged pretty well. So he only killed seven half cards, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, fine, All right. That's where I almost regre- um, regretted. I spent the CP, but I rolled a two, so no one ran. I killed six half cards, probably. So in my turn, uh, I did what Max said. I just moved a mm-hmm. gun holder to our objective. I flew the ironclad, fly high to a spot to get the bonus point from the hero. And uh, I shot this great unclean one to death. I actually didn't shoot mm-hmm. it to death. I uh, I killed him with prime. He 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 thought it was two damage a pop per attack, so he shrugged too little. But then we saw afterwards it was more. Mm-hmm. So I barely killed this unclean one, but he was dead. Mm-hmm. While my half guards put a dent together with some other stuff into his other black kings, who also got minus two uh, bravery. So I think three of them ran in the main yeah. stack. The mm. was uh, that was the, one, the stack that was across here, or the yeah, yeah. Uh, other stack, the south stack, yeah. So, stack. yeah, and by that, uh, <laughs> that stack was almost a bit decimated, and Bellacor died mm. as well. Yeah, and uh, the five stack was a bit decimated as well. Well, my Arcanauts at my home objective shot, you know, their Daka shots with uh, mm. shots and so on. While I had Aether Wings, because he summoned another tree, I forgot that in his turn two, he summoned another tree. That's mm-hmm. why he was able to do this uh, run, long run and charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so I put my Edder Wings out to the free and blocked the summoning, while my other gun holder, who was at the tree, swapped space place with the other gun holder again, as I said in my mm-hmm. turn two, and uh, tied up his conga line so he couldn't pie like he wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. And Prime tied up the other conga line from the other 20 stack. Uh, that old L shape. 
<laughs> and then we had a prior mm. roll. Uh, I won the prior. I got the double, and then we called the game because it was game over. Uh, he had no lords left. He had its two blighting mm. stacks left, which were both tied up, and one was severely decimated. Mm-hmm. And I had pretty much everything left. I had lost. Mm. What had I lost? I had lost har- only. I had still had the half cards left. They took a lot of beating. Mm. I I lost fourteen half cards. I think that's the only thing I lost. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, I think I would have won even without that prior because I think he overcommitted on that half card. But at the same time, what else would he have done? I had screened him off. That's the only thing he could go for. Mm-hmm. Would he have gone with 500 points worth of Blacking as a gun holder? No. I don't think he should. Yeah, maybe he should have sat with his 20 in the south, just sit there and keep scoring. Yeah, that's yeah. what he said. Maybe actually has a set here, but then he would have got shot to pieces. Well, it takes a it takes a time to shoot twenty white kings. Like that takes like two turns. <clears throat> uh, you should have seen the first game <laughs> when I bravery bomb with prime. Mm-hmm. That guy was not happy. Uh, that that that's the thing. What surprised the honest wargamer and the guy who organized it, Owen, mm-hmm. the output my list has, mm-hmm. uh, which we're gonna see in the next <laughs> thing we're gonna yeah. go to, I guess. Uh, the output. Doesn't look too scary on paper, but it's insane. I it's think it's scary, more than a regular. Yeah. So, what? in terms of actual output, with, uh, how much damage are you typically typically do with the ironclad on the turn that you use the exploding sixes and gold? Yeah. Well, it can whiff, as it with everything else, but mm. the what, chance of whiffing is quite low when it rerolls once to hit, reroll full wounds, mm. and exploding sixes. But I would say it could range from uh, fifteen to thirty-five. With the shooting, <laughs> and then it can charge and drop yeah. bombs, and the guy on top can charge hit as well. And, it, and do mm-hmm. the battle round as yeah. well. So I would say f- 15. It depends what save what I'm shooting at. I mean, if I'm not doing 35 wounds on Archeon with shooting, but mm-hmm. now we're talking versus four up, five up save. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. say four up save, 20 damage, mm-hmm. five up save, 25 to 30, six up save. Oh, mm-hmm. Sky's the limit. <laughs> 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 okay, no, so it really depends how many sixes you roll. Because I mean, yeah, yes, with fourteen dices plus four from the torpedoes, but I mean, it's two damage per shot. So yes, getting two or three extra sixes is insane. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's all going to come down to how many sixes, isn't it? So. It's always how many sixes you roll. Yeah. This yeah. Is the, the, that's the game, basically. Yeah. But yeah, the output is mm. scary. Okay, so then you went... Uh, well, I say now, then. You, it this, was this was before the, this. This was, was the before. This yeah. was my fourth game. But we, yeah, we put it up because the fact that you played him the same player, the same list twice. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Another game we played in the tournament, the fourth game was Siege. Not the regular Siege list. No. <laughs> because they had oh. 70 units of pink horrors. And the worst and thing of all, this was on shifting objectives. <laughs> yeah. So, the rest oh. of the list is a Chainscaster, uh, Fruxmaster, Herald on disc, and 10 units of... Uh, uh, sorry, 10, 10 units, 10... Uh, a unit of 10 brimstone horrors as well and the battalion multitudinous host so the actual entire list is two drops despite yes. having a huge number of units of horrors. 
And the, the battalion, as you mentioned, every unit can return D3 pink horrors for hero pink phase. Horrors. Yes. Pink horrors. Yes. Uh, that's, so, I mean, that's like so even if they lose the icon. 350 wounds of pink horrors right yeah, there. Yeah, I, I had him down mm. to brimstone and he came back with some pinks. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it says here 90, 90 wounds. Because that's but what that it says not. on War Scroll Builder. But each unit, so like each unit of 10 pink horrors, like there's 10 wounds of pink horrors, but then 50 you bring wounds. on the blues and then you bring on the brimstone. So they're 50 wounds basically. Yeah. So, An honorable I mean, mention as well, just to sorry for cutting out. Uh, it was running Guild of Summoners, which you can only summon Lord of Change, but it, uh, the first one costs only nine points. So you summon yeah. that like turn one, and he has turn two, seven units, and they're all like they all have a cast of the pinks. So that's yeah, seven. Like, that's basically ten, ten casts already he can do <laughs> per turn. And I have no unbiased. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. And my battle lines on this map were free uh, 10 Arcanon companies. <laughs> All yes, of this is his battle line on shifting objectives where mm -hmm. you get an additional point with battle line on the unit. Mm -hmm. And they count as a battle line even when they're brimstone or blue from the stack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh dear. So, so 350 wounds of... No, more. Uh, 360 wounds of horrors. A bit more because mm -hmm. you come back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because and he also had fold. He also had a spell fold reality, which can mm. return another d6. Yeah, mm. Although, even if it's even if it's down to uh, blues. What are horrors? Six plus save, and a yes. six plus mm -hmm. shield pain and when they're pinks. Mm -hmm. So yeah, with rent and basically no save. So, but it, it's but, it's the map it's that is rough because mm -hmm. he he yeah. obviously decided to start yeah. here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he ran all, he had pretty much uh, my grudge targets, if you're wondering, mm -hmm. were uh, two stacks of pinks. I don't remember exactly which ones. There was one in the middle stack and one on the right side. Mm -hmm. And then his lord on the right side. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He also had a lovely piece of terrain he could hide behind uh, mm -hmm. on his side. So I couldn't get to that lord easily. Mm -hmm. Plus, he stood on it, so it was safe. But yeah, mm -hmm. I had I couldn't sleep then. I knew I was going to face him the night before, because this was game mm -hmm. four. So it was day mm -hmm. two, so I knew about that. So I was up all night thinking about it. I couldn't fall asleep. <laughs> mm -hmm. How am I going to deal with s seven stacks of pink horrors on shifting objectives mm -hmm. where I have to go second? Hmm. So how did you? Yes, it is. this is a I, bit where you tell us how. <laughs> still don't know. <laughs> so, uh, we let's start with... I actually completely yeah. ignored the left side. Okay. All right. Well, what, what do you want to start with? I was going to say let's yeah let's start with like deployment and who went first. Let's so go from there. Uh, so we, yeah. I mean we don't really need his to deployment about his deployment because he had stuff everywhere. <laughs> but no, he had stuff as close as he could. To the line, and then yeah. yes, you want to go forward and just sit there, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and that this gentleman actually went four and one, so you're only lasting as me as well, same mm -hmm. as the other guy. Yeah, so that's on paper, it doesn't look like a very strong list, maybe, but it's a nightmare to play against because there's mm -hmm. so many bodies. I mean, yeah, you gotta well, get rid a, of them. It's a DPS check because it's, I think, it's 370 wounds in total, not including them bringing stuff back. Yeah, 
and not including the summoning a lot of change for because that's something i didn't know when he summons a lot of change that lot of change is allowed to pick any spell he wants from the spell lore (laughs) so it's basically a brand new lot of change it just doesn't Mm -hmm. have traits or artifacts okay Mm. but my deployment i completely ignored the left side Mm -hmm. completely because i knew if i'm gonna win this one i got a spearhead my hopes were that he was going to roll bad on the run rolls so I could tunnel my half cards because pinks only have five movement. And in, yeah. they, this is not change host, so they don't get that free teleport. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was hoping uh, he was going to do some bad rolls in the middle. He didn't, but he didn't get quite, he didn't get far enough into the red circle on the right side. Mm-hmm. But my deployment anyway, half cards tunnel. I mean, the deployment is kind of simple. I had my Aether Wings and a 10 stack Arcanauts in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I had Ironclad and the gun holders a bit further south. Uh, actually, on the line, because I, I knew he was not going to hit me. So I was just close. I could move normally mm-hmm. if I wanted. And uh, the had 10 Arcanists in the ship, and the other 10 was on the right side. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like that. But uh, <laughs> what I did... Yeah, pretty much something like that. And you can just do a long red line of his pinks. <laughs> Well, and he screened off with his brims in the back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. screened off to the brims in back. Yeah. As I said, he went first. He had a good mm-hmm. terrain, a good hide as one of his lords mm-hmm. behind. Uh, so what I did was... Uh, that's basically his turn. He has moved up to objectives. He scored seven points. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I did was... Uh, he managed to get 13 pinks into the middle objective. Mm-hmm. So I ran my Arcanauts, rolled a one or a two for my right, so I had to spend my lovely CP. Mm-hmm. So that's something I think I might want to add to my list, an extra CP, uh, but mm-hmm. I don't know what to remove. Eight mm-hmm. wings, maybe, being eight, I mean, 1980. I, th- I, th- mm. I think your problem is having to roll for run rolls. Just roll, yeah. a, just get sixes, you know? Just, just, just get sixes. <laughs> uh, so I made it a six. So I got 10 guys mm-hmm. up there. I moved the Aether Wings. They didn't have to run because, you know, but they, they're fast. Um, so he had, as I said, he had this pink in the red circle, so I couldn't teleport mm-hmm. on the middle one. Same on the right side. So I, I decided to go left. Uh, same time on the left yeah. side, sorry. So I decided to go right side. So I moved the Aether Wings up. I also did a once per battle 18 movement on the gun hauler because I said I loved mm-hmm. that ability because I couldn't fly high mm-hmm. in, you know. Mm-hmm. So I got the, I had 14 bodies on the. Yeah, so you that it. Aether wings and then a boat. Uh, Gunner was on the other side. Well, Which I, one I was the primary? Uh, the one in the middle. Okay. Oh, okay. On the other side, I uh, moved the Arcanus just a little bit. I uh, on the right side. Mm-hmm. I flew high with a with a so one. So these ones didn't run then. They. Did but they rolled horribly, so they stood so they still. Were, they were there. <laughs> they weren't in. No, no, because I, I didn't move them there because I was like I, I changed my mind. I, I made up oh. a plan because I think I played this game exceptionally well, actually. Yeah. Uh, the other gun holder was in his back. Yes, two create a nuisance mm-hmm. uh, far back in his territory. In uh, or no, in, in his, his territory. In his right, territory. right side. On the right hand side. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, two. To create a bit of a nuisance, mm-hmm. while the ironclad moved up, so it was precisely inside the circle, so the arcanauts would count 
same again as the engine master did on the other map. So it would count yeah. as the battle line. On the right hand objective, yeah. Yeah. And I tunneled my half guards in front, but at the same time stringing them out a little. I usually do that. I did that in the game three as well. Mm -hmm. I'm stringing them out a little to give me options. Uh closer to the other objective, to the middle. Not like that. Not that far close to him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like at the bottom of the objective. Okay. Even the ironclad I was, even, I think. I don't even have the pencil anymore, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was at the bottom of the objective. I string them out a little bit, so I'm closer to the objective, so I can actually conga them and run them in, uh, get them in in a charge, and on a, so they're not locked in one place, you know? Mm. Uh, did some shooting. Spent gold on the gun holder to reroll hits. I shot shrapnel with both. And my gun holders actually managed to kill that lord on the right side. So he had no lord inside. Because that, that other lord had a artifact with Battleshock immunity. This mm -hmm. one had something else. Uh, I don't remember what. Uh, but I killed him. So, Because he only had two lords, remember. Without <laughs> summoning a lord change. Uh, and then this one. I killed that one. Um, Ironclad killed like I, I removed like thirty-two horrors, thirty-four horrors with Ironclad. Uh, and my my Ironclad, my um, Harfgard missed the charge. And then came the important prio because, to be honest, I should actually have zero percent chance of winning on this map versus this list. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought when I went into it. Uh, but I managed to score five points, so I wasn't far behind. And I actually won this double turn, and I took it. Uh, I could have probably won without it, uh, but I feel like so I was a bit lucky. But at the same time, I've, versus this list, I had to be lucky. So now is what what happened. I can I can ask, long story short, charge into half guard. But before that, in my turn, I killed in this transition. And Prime came in on the left side as well, by the way. <clears throat> My gun holders and Prime tried to tag team on the other Lord, but he made a clutch save. If I would have done that, he would have no Lord of Change in his turn. But in this <clears throat> transition, I killed 150 horrors in one turn. I did exploding sixes. I got wow. my half guards in. I <clears throat> deliberately did not shoot with my middle stack to create more horrors on the middle objective. So <clears throat> those just stood still and shot with ranged weapons. <laughs> so that that was on purpose. Yeah. I didn't want to shoot because if I would have created more horrors, it would have got the objective. Mm -hmm. So they just yeah. they just stood the ground and shot with a long, longer range. But yeah, I killed. It was like I never seen anyone kill this many pinks because <laughs> my ironclad itself did thirty four damage on the pinks and the rest ran. My half guards cleared another stack, and with some combo with other, the I killed another. And even mm -hmm. if I even if I fa failed to kill the lord, my prime killed was it twelve pinks. And uh, some carbine shots killed some more, so yeah. Um, <laughs> he wasn't very happy. <laughs> his second turn, not much happened because the thing is, he doesn't have a lot of output in this list. No, it's just a big sponge, basically. That he's it's got. a big sponge, yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you so 150 pinks, how many did you sell in one turn? Uh, pl uh, uh, the over the turn. course of two double turns, yeah. But in the first turn, I did like 30, and the second turn, I did like under 20 wounds. All right. That's still pretty impressive. But I used everything. <laughs> I mean, the Ironclad killed a stack by itself, by a shooting. At the same time, I had that Ironclad in the middle objective, so I was ready for turn three. Oh, that, that, that's the good play I did, actually. 
That's actually think I'm the best play I did in the game. You know the Arcanist that failed to run in the first turn? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those swapped base because I couldn't get the other ones inside because the half cards were in the way. So the ones in the side Ironclad jumped out to the object on the right. The primary was on the left, so that was bad for me. Couldn't get mm-hmm. it. So those jumped out to get the extra mm-hmm. point. And Arcanist actually killed pinks really hard. Uh, on an objective, actually, they kill so much. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's 15 shots with pistols, the volley gun, and the skyhook. And the Ironclad picked up the other guys who failed to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, flew high, because I had a little, little, little spot I could fly high in, because I got a double. Mm-hmm. So I managed to get the battle line on that one as well, for the future, if I needed, because I already had one, but... Uh, so I think that was pretty smart, and uh, yeah, he pretty much almost gave up after that because he knew he didn't have the output in his turn, and I had spearheaded him so hard. Uh, he got a lot of change wow. in, but I mean, mm-hmm. he he couldn't do much. He tr- he shot like a hundred and forty shots into prime, <laughs> but they're fives and fours. Wow, yeah, and so he survived that. Yeah, I mean, he, he had his middle and his left a little bit left. I did decimate his middle a little bit in his turn because mm-hmm. uh, he charged in because he had to get bodies on the objective. And I won the prior for turn three. Even if, it got, even if it got, we would have gotten a double, he would have lost. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I had lost, after his two turns, I had lost two Edder Wings and seven Arcanauts. Not one Edder Wing, actually. I had two left. Even the Edder Wings killed Pinks. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, somehow I, I mean, it was just because of that sheer amount of damage I did in T2. I managed to win. Yeah. And as I said, I, they, they, they do run. When you kill so many, they do run. So you don't have mm-hmm. to kill yeah. 50. You kill like you kill like 25 yeah. on the restaurants. Mm-hmm. As soon as the icon's gone, they don't get anything back and then they just run. Uh, well, they do in the sub-faction, so that's why I have to completely kill them. Otherwise, there'll be free pinks left. Uh, Another D three, D three, D three, and it's like, ugh. and then they get the icon back. They can bring back the icon as well. Yeah. Which... Can they? Can they bring yeah. back an icon? Yeah, they, they can bring back any because any one pink horror. They just they choose mm-hmm. anyone, and if that uh-huh. one just happens to have an icon, then I guess it just happens to have an icon. <laughs> because when you summon, because it's one in ten, so when you summon, you need to actually have ten of them to access an icon. That's why in like Legion of Chaos Ascendant they change it to five horrors so they don't bring an icon with them. No, but you can get the icon back in this situation. Oh, that's stupid. Okay. It's very stupid. <clears throat> I managed to pull through, and uh, that's the game I actually thought I was going to lose for sure. Because, mm-hmm. uh, as I said, I mean, in the Viking list I faced, we're they're strong, and it's a DPS check. But I think it's a on those scenarios I faced them, it's manageable. On this one, I think Blyking spam on this one would have been tough as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely. Because everything is battle line. Because what what do we what do I have? Three X ten Arkham Company. I have to keep them alive, mm-hmm. right? I can't waste them. But at the same time, they have to be on the objective. So, mm-hmm. and the best way to be on the objective and not die be be in the ship. Mm-hmm. Sorry for rambling. Uh, a lot <laughs> to go through on this. Yeah. <laughs> What tangents on Aethercast? <laughs> that's a really happen. a tangent because he was talking about the game. But, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I mean, so it sounds like really his battle plan was to get on the objectives and survive. And well, that's survive. what his list does. 
Yeah, and he yeah. and he didn't actually survive because you just killed so much with the double turn. Uh, yeah, because uh, I think the half guards. I mean, without the half guards, I can't win matchups match like this. Same with the Black mm -hmm. Kings. I think I think they don't have enough output in a normal KO list. Mm -hmm. mm. So I don't. Know, it wasn't. It wasn't that many pinks, but <laughs> when I played at the GTC, what was it? Twenty. <laughs> 20 pinks and a change host so that took me yeah it took me it took me two turns but yeah, as you said 20, mostly 20 pinks, yeah it, it was with 20 funders re-rolling like basically the entire army just shooting re-rolling all hits with mm -hmm. a flare pistol and that was a gamble like i need a double turn to actually remove these but as you said once and then i removed a couple of heroes so basically then they just if you kill 20 then the rest just run from Battleshock. Yes, Bravery 10, but that's mm -hmm. another 20 running away. So... Poof. <laughs> 370 or 360 horrors of horror wounds. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. Minus... I mean, he did get a, quite a few pinks back as well, mind you, so... Mm -hmm. on, the, on the other flanks, so... Especially on the where the Prime went in. Because mm -hmm. I think... What I tried to achieve with Prime and the gun holders was to deny him the summoning at all. And which I would have if it wasn't with the clutch save. I would have left him on one HP. Uh if I would have used the prime shooting on him. But mm. uh, it is what it is, and I won the game. So it seems like a very passive list. Like his his whole thing is uh, he's gonna sit in front of you and then just have more wounds than you have bullets. But yeah, mm. I, I'd, 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 I don't I, I could never run a list like that. It it you gotta be aggressive. You gotta you gotta have the initiative. I mean, and he, just he 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 went for one as well. He, uh, people had trouble beating his list. He went for one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, he, I mean, he, basically, he, the thing with this list that people forget is he will start summoning at least two Lord of Changes. Like the first one for nine points, the second one for eighteen uh, summoning points, and he has he has all these pinks. They have a they have a a, a cast. They can they can mm. cast on a what is it a casting value of five or something, yeah. So basically, he's getting a lot of points. Plus, if his opponent has casting, it gets even more. Yeah, then it's just yeah. if he faces like a luminous list, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like two uh, water change per turn. No, basically, luminous. I don't know if you face one, but luminous. Like, oh, what's it called? A lightning thingy. Oh, thank you. I get more pinks. <laughs> That's pretty yeah, much I mean, what it does. The, the old or like. Venari Luminous or no? Yeah, not an issue. <laughs> but new stuff is interesting. I think in this tournament with this list, that if you want to run a comparison, in the previous list, I faced a lot of these medalists like Sylphin. I faced mm -hmm. the regular mm -hmm. uh, Luminous list. Uh, I faced uh, with Ticklets. I faced uh, the anti anti meta uh, Nurgle list, which I faced twice mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. uh, I faced Change Host. Uh, so. In this tournament, I faced more swamp lists. I faced Vikings. Mm -hmm. I faced this one, and so on. But I do think my list is actually better against, you know, these tech lists because I have a lot of things to work with. Mm -hmm. I, I can I can remove key threats. I can remove key mm -hmm. targets quite easily, and I do have bodies to back myself up with. So, but it just shows that I can deal with swamp lists as well. I guess. One one question. You said you mostly tunnel the the Hearthguard Berserkers, but then how often is it annoying that you need to make a, a nine-inch charge with them? I don't count 
when I when I tunnel, I don't. It's a bonus if I make the charge. That's what not yeah. why I tunnel them. It's okay. not like I rely on it. Uh, sometimes you have to gamble, yeah. as I said when we discussed in the Sylphin match. I was like, mm-hmm. I I might need to get the double or get the charge here. But at the mm-hmm. same time, as I said, it creates it creates, uh, especially if I spend a CP on it, it creates an uncomfortable situation for the opponent. Like getting a nine inch charge with two chances or getting a double is, I would say, the odds are in my favor of getting either one of these things happening. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's not game over for me if I don't. Like a Sylphon yeah. list, you get doubled. They lose. Yeah. It's surprising that people like getting a double. You have 11 drops. I'd, I'd assume you don't often get uh, a second, like in the first turn. Like they make Surprisingly, you go a lot of yeah, go. no. Um, let's see. When did I go first in this tournament? Uh, the same time in last tournament. I didn't go first a single time. Yeah, I went first one time. I got doubled by on score turf. So that's the only game I had to start. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Why would people uh, choose to? Because. I can see why the Nurgle lists start because they want to, you know. Yeah, they need to buff buff stuff up, and then they can take a double against them usually. Yeah, and I can yeah, see why um, this guy started. So. Yeah, because yeah, he wants K- to swamp the objectives. That KO guy at the start, he really should have gone second. Yeah, he should. Um, at the same time, I could have swamped objectives, I guess. Uh, bit, uh, I think he could deal with it. Because also, yeah. what what you said, your opponent said that. You have so many threats that they're afraid of. Uh, in this, yes, in this hammer I agree, list, yeah. but mm-hmm. I agree, but the the hearth guard, they as you said, they need a nine inch, uh, nine inch charge rollable. I don't know what is that like a. It's like a thirty percent chance or something. Thirty, mm-hmm. thirty-five something percent chance. Okay, that's not too probable. The the prime coming down first turn basically makes him much, so much weaker. He would never come down first turn. So you would never, <laughs> so he's not a threat first turn. Okay, and then you have the ironclad. You always have the ironclad. Nine yeah, inches yeah. Away. So you need to screen against that. Um, but it's, it's not hard to screen on it's ironclad. It's people, a carbine that's strong. Yeah. yeah, it's a 12 inch that you need to screen out. That's easy to do. And then it's long range shooting from gun holders and, and the ironclad that can do damage, yes. And if you rely on some small buff here, it's dangerous. But um, it's it's interesting that people they see your list and like ah, oh, there's so many threats, so many hard things. I need to go first. Whereas, okay. especially if you the hearthguard are like in a tunnel, like why are you going first? What are you achieving? So it's interesting to see that. that I w- I would have guessed that they always make you go first. Uh, I think it really depends on the matchup and which scenario. I can see why the pink guy started. I can see why the black king player started, and the mm-hmm. other guy made me. Go, the other guys made me go second. Uh, made me made me go first. So I, I can see why. But in Copenhagen, as we discussed, uh, I think the Sylphen guy made a mistake by going first. I think he was mm-hmm. t- he was a pretty decent player, pretty good. But I think he um, overestimated how much. He did a lot of damage to me, but the risks he took, mm. I think. Yeah, it's, but that's, the that's, is, that's if you overcommit, the risk is then it always that you get you're just going to get double turned and your KO going to die. You, KO you, don't, you can't tough. afford to lose bodies on KO because then you're left with an ironclad and like an engine mm. rigger somewhere and, and a gun holder. Wow, yeah, you're not going to win game. Free, in oh, his free. case, it was a frigate and uh, ironclad and a chemist. It's yeah, not that's, free, that's, that's free, free models. <laughs> it's not going to score anything. No. And I, I can see why why the tech list I faced went first. 
Yeah, because uh, he wants to get his five yeah. plus feeling pain up. So, I can I can see why people in Copenhagen, and I can see why people here. I think, I think it's only the Sylphin list where I think he shouldn't have started in the matchups mm-hmm. we went through. Because uh, I think the other ones did the right right move. I mean, like game five here, which we discussed versus uh, both on Blade's Edge and on uh, uh, Total Conquest yeah. versus Tyler. I think he he should start on both those scenarios. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, Blade's Bellacor, Edge, especially because you especially when he has Bellacore. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. I mean, in this, in the second tournament, in the Hammer Time tournament, you essentially pretty much every game played against a list with lots of bodies. Yes. Uh, and I think, generally speaking, all of those sorts of lists they kind of benefit from going first because they just want objectives. Yeah, they just want Alpha Bunker and yeah, so. I mean, if that's what their list is designed to do, then they, they're going to do it. So, whether they outdrop you or not. Um, yep. So, uh, I mean, it's interesting just how many sheer bodies you came up against in this tournament. Um, yes, and compared to the other one. <laughs> wondering, it makes you wonder if, like, the, uh, the meta is reacting a bit to, you know, KO and... I don't think so. I think, I, I think, uh, I don't know. It's kind of strange. We had, we had so many siege archeon in the top in Hammer Time. I think five mm-hmm. out of five, we had five in the end. We had five siege archeon in uh, top ten. Okay. I was, uh, wow! That I didn't face a siege archeon is just remarkable, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. which is why I'm facing one tomorrow, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but. I think, yeah, I, think I think yeah. I think yeah that's the thing it's CTS people will play 200 bodies no one in real life will start painting well, but maybe some but much less people will paint 200 bodies for a real life tournament or 360 yeah, I mean, pinks 360 oh, yeah. pinks you know oh pinks are really easy to paint just with contrast you just... yeah but you need to paint yeah. 10 pinks then you need to paint another 40 other just for that unit yeah yeah so that's you need to. You, no one's yeah. painting three hundred seventy models. It's pretty like, nuts. Like no, but on <laughs> on on TTS, who cares? Copy paste. Brrrt. Sure. Yeah. So it's it's interesting the list that we see there. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm not. I don't think it's what you would see in real life tournaments. No. But not the to list that extent. I faced, but the list I faced in Copenhagen were more normal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think my list does better against those lists. Like. Let's say old techless lists or change hosts or regular mm-hmm. lists. I was a bit worried uh, when I started my first matchup versus a Viking list again because you know I didn't know I played tested my list a bit. I played uh, I played a few matches. I played versus the meta Morathi Dorch of Kane with a versus a very good player who took out a tournament recently. He took out Grandhammer. Uh, I did beat him on Scorched Earth, uh, so I felt like all right, this was some seemed quite strong. Um, I faced other stuff as well. I think that's the thing with this list I have here. I think it's kind of universal. I mean, it 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 can face and beat most lists in the game. It has counters, sure. I think Siege Arkham is a quite tough matchup. I can deal with it. I just kill everything around mm-hmm. Arkham, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. kill Arkham. And uh, so yeah, I think I think it's a it's a strange list, right? It's not a meta list. I mean, it, it's not. But it's good against the meta, and it's good against mm-hmm. against anti-meta. Like it's good against Black Kings. 
it's good against mm -hmm. swamp list and it's good against these tech lists as well you know the techie lists uh, where the archeons each and or what else or other characters mm -hmm. and so on so i think i like i like the list i think i think it's yeah. strong and i i got a lot of positive positive feedback around it as well so with the list um you obviously progressed it a bit um you know from your original list that you took to copenhagen would you be are you considering any other changes to it going forwards yes well, this one I think is probably one of the stronger one I can build, mm -hmm. but I love building fring lists. So I have plenty of fring lists built. Uh, I have one with uh, Soulscrum Bridge and twenty Drakes, and still has an Ironclad and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, I have one with the same as I just said with Soulscrum Bridge, Drakes, mm -hmm. and with twenty Half Guard Berserkers. Doesn't have an Ironclad. Has two free gates instead of an Iron Sky Attack Squadron. Mm -hmm. uh, would. Would you consider putting in some hell cannons? I can't. They're legends. <laughs> no, I can't. They don't have the Duarden keyword. Yes, they do. They do. Yes, they do. They do. They do but they're legends. So you but they're legends. Because so I looked into the Chaos Dwarf mm. stuff uh, before they. Yeah. They don't. They don't have the keyword. No, the, the, the Chaos Dwarfs don't. But for some reason, mm -hmm. the hell cannon does. Mm. The chaos, chaos, hell kind of, but it's legend, well, so it doesn't yeah, matter. maybe bring it up in a friendly game. <laughs> <laughs> What's the stats on that thing? It's 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 not Stupid. good. It it Just, does it, it, no. it can do it can do two d six mortal wounds, which mm. is all right, but like for how much points? Three hundred. Oh, well, all right. I was like, is it 150 points or something? something? No, 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 it's it's just bad and no. it's yeah, no, it's no. it's look, you, you, yeah, it'll it'll be a memorable game for your opponent because you'll be taking chaos in, a, in an order army. Mm -hmm. Um, how about a rune lord for like some spelling? No, I, that's why I said I have a rune lord. Oh, well, not in mm -hmm. this list, but in the other list with the Drakes. I have the rune lord. I mm -hmm. have the long beard to reroll once to hit, uh, wound. So they are yeah. basically reroll once to hit, reroll once to wound, two render piece, exploding mm -hmm. sixes. Maybe a triumph as well, if I want. Like that's mm -hmm. that's just that's nasty. But the thing with that list, it's a bit. It's, it's a, a lot of like, deep investment for an extra a, twelve yeah. inch move. It's so much better in Tempest Eye. Yes, with twenty four inch it, bridge. Yes. <laughs> I know. It's just a fun, it's yeah. just a fun list, you know. It's uh, what, what's it's a lot of eggs in one basket. What I tried in Fring is uh, free gyrocopters with exploding sixes with steam guns. Yeah, why? Because they yeah. roll a lot of dice, and then you have exploding sixes. They roll like just hundreds of dice. <laughs> yep, but. The, that's so good against hordes. Yeah, like skinks, fangs of Sotex with forty skinks and stuff. Just a free. <laughs> bye bye. It's hundred and eighty points of of gyrocopters. They they have a six inch move and an eight inch reach. Yeah, so I, like, I, like, I, like I like I like gyrocopters. And then they just well, don't, with don't forget the bombs. The bombs can do some. Yeah, uh, the bombs good, as well. it's, it's the mm. you know exploding sixes, free rolling ones <laughs> with 40, 40 or like maybe twenty shots each. Sixty. It's just you end up it's with free, it's freeze and four one rend one damage, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, Fring has a lot of interesting builds which you can't really do in, like, say, Sylphin. Uh, mm -hmm. It's I think it's not there. I think the closest thing you can do to Fring is actually Tempest Eye, which we discussed earlier, <laughs> mm -hmm. which were 
what's my intro into Fring? Yeah. yeah. The, the trouble with Fring is you've got to buy a lot of models because there's so much you can try out. No. They, unless you already own all these Duarte No, you just, for... you just, as you should, own three Duarte armies and be done with it. Okay. Hopefully, so that's what the problem is, Lee. Just, what's, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't, yeah. get, I, I don't get it either. Each self-respecting dwarf player should own at least three Dwarden armies. At Possibly least. four soon with Grungi. Possibly soon four. I'm not sure if I would count Legion of Asgore as a Dwarden army, but okay, maybe. Maybe five soon. <laughs> <laughs> if well, we see what what comes up, but uh, no. I mean, uh, high hopes. Yeah. The uh, yeah, there could be something. Maybe maybe the first. The first army for 3.0, the first battle tank could be a Dwarf an army, maybe. Mm. Uh, what, 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 are, what are your guys' thoughts on uh, some people wanting to do a mi mixed Dwarf in battle tome? I'm against that. Like putting like KO and Fire Slayers together or Dispossessed and Fire Slayers or whatever. Mm, if they keep their, their own battle tomes. Or you mean like scrap their existing no, no. battle tomes and make one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Put them together in a. Grand Alliance, yeah. Gordon. No. If it, no, 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 no. It's a step no. backwards. Exactly. If if they did something like Wrath of the Ever Chosen style sort of thing, you know, something right. where it's like you can combine them in this book, but they still have their books elsewhere that they can. Like a Wrath of the Grumbrindle. Yeah, Wrath of Grumbrindle. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're in that the reckoning. Allegiance, then you can combine them. But yeah, like, yeah, the reckoning, <laughs> reckoning, grudge yeah. settling. Yeah. Maybe that's 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 how they will implement Grumbrindle. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's gonna wrap the Grumbrindle. Yeah, Morafi, look out! The grudge of Grumbrindle. Wouldn't it be rather than grudge? Oh yeah, grudge Yeah, that'd be awesome. Let's see what happens there. Yeah, so I mean, I think we covered everything yep. now. Um, so. Well, without you know talking, we could probably <laughs> talk for for days about potential fringness because there's so many options of all the Dwarden units. Yeah. But, but um, there's an entire have, video a, a, out there. A question, <laughs> a question from me to you guys: What's are your right. general thoughts on my two list we've gone through? I prefer hmm. the second one. Um, yeah. Having two units that start off the board and can just teleport in at it, uh, mm. at any point, it's just, it just it it um, combines really well with Caradon with Caradon Overlord's natural ability to teleport around. So you can kind of just mm. have this little little this this little um, castle in the back, and then your army will just be everywhere. So mm. even yeah. though you're taking Dwarden, you're still not losing out on the the, the speed mm. and maneuverability this army gives you. Yeah. Which is really good. I like I think, the fact that both are high drops as well because I think that is a, a place that an a advantage. Lot of, a lot of KO players don't explore, but it is great mm. for KO because of the fact that we can, you know, basically null deploy by putting stuff in the corner, or in your case, putting stuff off the board. Yeah, and then Just, you can still be anywhere. So you lose out on an artifact. Basically, that's what mm. what the battalion brings you. Um, I I mean, with some minor tweaks, as I said, I, I'd personally go with broad axes and, and stuff like that. But I like I like the list. Uh, another thing with Fring is even Fring, I think, is also strong if you don't bring any other Dwarden units. 
because having your army reroll ones against like automatically reroll ones to hit against three different units that's just massive and exploding sixes yeah. and the ones per game exploding sixes that that alone is just a very good buff yeah, you could do a, a really interesting list with 42 Balloon Boys, Max. How would you feel about that? <laughs> Fights on a 4-up so, when they die. Uh, hit like and subscribe. We're going to end the show here. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to I, I, have, I have another thing, though. Uh, yeah. In mm-hmm. Broken Rose Bellacore, we saw mm-hmm. a new war score for Grim Reaper Berserker. bit underwhelming when you play Fire Slayers, but mm-hmm. one of the oaths he can take I've been looking to put him into my list. Um, he got 110 points now. One of the oaths he can take is so he can run and charge all the time, and he can always re-roll the run and charge roll. But would you then tunnel him? No. Uh, I mean, uh, it's so a, instead uh, of the rune smiter. No, he would be an extra element. Uh, mm-hmm. So he would be. A, you'd, would you class I would. I would also give him the grudge hammer. If you no, you cannot. He needs to be yes. a, a Skyfarer to get the Grudge Hammer. Oh, you do? Yeah, sadly. Oh, well. If not, I, I'd give the Grudge Hammer yeah. to like a, a load, a lot of other heroes who have more yeah. attacks. Than, I mean, I, I'm sure monster. it has to be Skyfarer unit. Uh, I can check for you. I have the book here. Me too. <laughs> I never consider. I never consider giving to someone else. Um, the first Barak Fring Skyfarer hero to receive an artifact of power mm-hmm. must be given. Oh a my! Yep. Boring. There, um, um, yeah. Uh, I think that if you do that, then the thing is with he the, the one with the that also gets better if he's near. No, Alice. no, that's the stupid Doomseeker who's just worthless. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> he was worthless before he's. Not as worthless because he's ten points less, but yeah. still. And a little uh, bit better. The Grim Wrath, yeah, but then because you choose the oath to to reroll charges, you you lose no, the oath for his feel no pain. Yeah, you. And then he just dies easily. Yeah, he dies easily. Save? Four plus save. Four plus. Uh, the thing mm. though is, I mean, he's he's quite cheap and he is quite fighty. I'm not saying he's uh, auto. If you get him in, he's fighty. Yes. But, yeah, but he can run it. He can run and charge. He can reroll every run and charge roll as well all the time. I'm not saying he's excellent, but he could be add a little bit of extra element and as well as a bit of a carn- distraction mm-hmm. carn effects from the half guards or the rune smiter, which he probably want to be close to as well. To have another element, another way of giving them the four up shrug. Maybe as a uh, as a team, like if you add in some oryx for him to keep him alive, maybe. Nah, that would be too much of an investment. I don't think like saying I should put him in, but it's just I'm just exploring Te- stuff. Test it out. Mm. But personally, that's it's a shame. It's a nice one. 110. 110. Yeah. Well, I might as well just put a, take another Endrin Master on the ship, right? Exactly. Or even a Navigator to like half move yeah. someone. Yeah. The thing so is, I you have think... to take out a Gun Hauler or the Celestial Briar or something because. To get that 110. No, not in this list. Not in oh, this just, list. just generally speaking. Yeah, generally. Okay. I mean, uh, no, 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 no. This list, I wouldn't put him in. Never. No. Yeah, um, I like this list. I wonder if you take out the prime and put in the the elf twins. Yeah, I've been looking into to that act, uh, to get yeah. access because they're similarly fighty, like towards the end of the of the game. Where they get like then four attacks, like four four damage, five damage on the sword, 
and they can like give out like mystic shield to someone or do some casting or extra command point at the start of the battle right extra command point so that would solve your problem with the <laughs> real like the one ones on on run rolls um but but the thing is, is that they're just random. Like they they sit on an objective, they want to hold it, and poof, poof, off they go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they just teleport. You cannot control it. Yeah. Uh, well, in this tournament, we could not pick them because yep, they obviously came, there was no FAQ for them. So yeah, but I think I think I think Prime is adding a lot um, for for the points you pay. He's yeah. definitely worth like in in in. in if you build a list to, to that is designed to have him in it, he does a lot of he does a lot. Mm-hmm. Just that, that automatic charge is so powerful. Yeah, and that's the the drawback on those twins is the prime is really reliable mm-hmm. where you can move him to, whereas the, mm-hmm. the twins will just randomly teleport somewhere without <laughs> um, oh, you want them to. Yeah, uh, you need to. You need to, no. It's not random where they go, but you cannot control if they go. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you, they, you might get forced to teleport them when you don't. And then to. they need to stay out of twelve, so it's even yeah. worse. Um, so that's okay. the they're, they're too gimmicky. I think they're too unreliable. As we discussed yeah. earlier, I like reliability, and I think Prime yeah. gives me that. Yep. So, uh, All right. Um, but yeah, I think it's a it's a cool list. It does make me consider taking three more. Um, it is. It is fun. It's just to buy. It's fun to play. <laughs> having to buy twenty half coppers. <laughs> Try it out on TTS. So you only need to buy a PC. Yes. I went to buy a new phone today, and then I also looked at PCs <laughs> while okay. I was there. Um, cool. uh, but yeah, uh, I think we covered everything. So thank you, Marcus, for coming on. Uh, Thanks for having you. me. Uh, thank you, Max and Alex, uh, as usual, for joining. Uh, thank you, everyone that watched. If you like the show, please do hit like. Um, if you like what the channel is doing generally, hit subscribe. And, yeah, if you want to let us know any thoughts you had on the lists or the games or anything about Apecast, really, then leave a comment. And, lastly, and if you want the dice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lastly, don't forget, if you want to get some Overcast dice, then check out Ko-Fi. The link is in the description, so you can pre-order them in there. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for watching, everyone. Goodbye. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.